Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. You started off with an apology to the LGBTQ community, but then you also said you think YouTube made the right call. A lot of people don't really feel like that's an apology, and I'm curious, are you really sorry for anything to the LGBTQ community, or are you just sorry that they were offended? Oh, good for you! First of all, I'm really personally very sorry. People have gotten a lot of criticism, like, why did you change your logo to rainbows even though you made this hard decision? Many changes that we made in the hate policy we think will be really beneficial for the LGBTQ community. I am truly, truly sorry for the hurt that we caused that community. It was not our intention at all. I doubt it. You are fake news. Go home, bitch. <laughs> Very fake news. Kill me! Infowood is sorry. Google left back on. We're sorry. Frogs are not gay. I agree with that. Skag free whoever he is. Get your you are a terrific team on all counts. All right, go, go. Ten, five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, including my dad and your dad. Hey, dad. Special shout out for, for dad. Thanks for tuning in. I know he does. Same with my parents, inexplicably. <laughs> anyway, uh, plenty to talk about tonight, as usual. First and foremost, Iran definitely, for sure, 100% attacked oil tankers in the Gulf of Oman. Extremely convincing footage proves it. No one will dispute that fact by the end of tonight's stream. Uh, in all seriousness, this feels like a little bit of a replay to me. That is to say we have sketchy evidence about a Middle Eastern aggressor and we're, you know, we have the prospect of military intervention. But who, oh, who is behind oh, stop. it? <laughs> stop with your tin. We'll go through the evidence and the State Department is saying, as I mentioned, unequivocally, it was Iran who did this. You be the judge, but I think the evidence is a little flimsy or at mm -hmm. least a little thin. After uh, ignoring every independent media interview request thrown her way, YouTube Susan goes straight to a Vox event to bow before her LGBT overlords, I should say, not overloads, overlords, <laughs> and atone for her role in the Vox adpocalypse. You heard it in the intro. We will go through what was a pretty interesting exchange. Uh, meanwhile, the censorship continues. YouTube and Twitter penalized James O'Keefe and Project Veritas over supposed privacy issues related to their expose on Pinterest, suppressing conservative content. Did you get a chance to watch the video before they I did, banned yeah. it? What about you? 
I, I did. And the idea, I sent you a screenshot, remember? I said, look, it's it's another predictable head of a trust and safety team. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that ended right. up being what is the controversy is apparently yeah. the photograph of this person and the name of this person at the center of the, the controversy. But aside from that, that's the only quote unquote personal information. We're not talking about addresses, contact info, anything like that. But we'll go through it. And of course, YouTube censorship goes well beyond that. Tim Poole has had a video taken down for privacy reasons because he talked about it. Seriously? Because he just discussed the case using Project Veritas's public website. Yeah. So we'll get through all that. Uh, a faux controversy develops regarding a refusal to fly the rainbow flag at U.S. embassies in, during Pride Month. I can't believe that we're not flying the, the special flag during the special month. Why do they get a whole month? Like, just take a day and shut your mouth. We need an act. Yeah, please, Trump, tweet that. Take a yeah. day and shut your mouth. Happy Pride Day. <laughs> one. One day. <laughs> yeah. I would do that in exchange. All right, you can be as obnoxious as you want for one day if we cut it down to one day. I'll take that. Can train. we do the same thing for February? What do you mean? Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Yes. Took me a second. Well, yeah. Talking about special interest months is uh, is a whole can of worms on its own. But yes, I grow weary of this sort of stuff <laughs> because it, it's clear that it's about special perks as opposed to uh, quote unquote equality. You know, I think everybody's on board with legal equality, except for maybe some blonde smirkers. But mostly <laughs> everyone's on board with that. It's when you want special treatment like this that it gets really irritating. <laughs> All that plus AOC demands we all pay her more so she can resist corruption. Everyone knows you pump more money into the government and you get less corruption out. That's how it works. And a hoax hate double feature to close. I'm excited about this one. A funny video. A funny term in this video story. I don't want to categorize it as funny in the off chance that it's true. But there's a funny term in this video story that is a potential case of uh, hoax hate. And we will take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics because... The uh, the monetization is not banned yet, apparently. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show, because, of course, we are no good. Low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thanks for liking the show on YouTube. Thanks for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for supporting the show on mattchristensenmedia.com. And thanks for emailing us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Remember, if you'd like some sweet deals from fellow listeners on ammunition and firearms engravings, and a bunch of other cool stuff, too, from Phoenix Ammunition and Sonoran's de Sonoran Defense Technologies. Check out mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals linked in the description for you. Got a cool piece of artwork from Caesarian Pizza, the person responsible for that animated gif of you twerking that we saw, I don't know, a few months back. Remember that one? Yeah, I remember. So he, this is, a, this is a, I guess, kind of a comic book style rendering of the blonde Fuhrer, the superhero. I like it. He correctly guessed that I am pear-shaped. So, so not, well done. Not only do you have uh, a lower body, but it's a, it's a thick lower body like that. <laughs> yes, you can see my lower body on Brittany Petty's, Brittany Petty Bones um, Instagram. There's actually a picture of like my lower body. Proof, you yeah, say? proof. I okay. Well, thank you, Cesarean Pizza. This is very That's cool. That's so cool. Thank you. And remember, he was asking, I believe it was him, he was asking about your nemesis. Nemesis? That's nemesis. right. Uh, yeah. I think that was on the Colin show, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it was on the Sunday show, but I'm hoping maybe there's some artwork of you fighting all your nemesis. Me too. Who did I works. say? I don't even remember. Well, Ben Shapiro was like number one. <laughs> Naturally. 
I'm sure that's an image that won't get us in trouble at all. This particular <laughs> hero fighting Ben Shapiro. I'm sure that'll go over well. I wonder if um, I'll be warding him off. Jared Holt. Yeah. Jared Holt. There were some others. Anyway, the uh, the listener meetups, I got a whole bunch this week. New listener meetups that are still going strong. Uh, we got Starkville, Mississippi. Small meetup there. Glad you guys had cool. fun. Whole bunch of people in uh, Louisiana. I didn't catch the city, but Louisiana generally. I'm not sure what city it's in. A lot of people there. Uh, I will look past the uh, the Saints fanship that's gone. <laughs> that's okay. Give them a break. Appreciate you guys. I'm glad you had fun there. Lansing, Michigan. Good meetup. Like a, this looks like a, a nice picnic or something. I, yeah, I like this. These all look so fun. I wish I could go. And uh, and New York City. Oh, but I went to that which, one. Yeah, you were there apparently. <laughs> uh, apparently, we had uh, a, a, an issue of someone not wanting to be identified at her place Fair of work, enough. which is understandable. Yeah. You will get so, stabbed in New York City. <laughs> so glad you guys had a fun meetup in New York City. I'm always happy to see these in like the San Francisco's and DC's and New yeah. York City's in those places. Uh, it's not that it's it's easy to make friends with similar values anywhere necessarily, but it seems like it's particularly difficult in those areas. Yeah. Now, you may remember I mentioned before, uh, recall uh, I mentioned last week after the deadline has, had passed, recall a terrorist named Comrade Monkey Lungs of the Southern Poverty Law Center, and he he told me that I had until June fifth to leave the country. Mm, yeah. And he yeah. sent uh, he sent that video of him coors boarding someone, so he knew his threat was serious. Well, I thought uh, I thought that he was not sincere in his threat making. It turns out that he is. June fifth came and went, and I did not leave the country, obviously. But I do regret to inform you that. Monkey Lungs has, in fact, taken punitive action against me. I thought this recording that he has was long lost. I was assured it would never see the light of day. So um, before you see it, I just want to say I'm not proud of it. Uh, we all say foolish things when we're young. And since Monkey Lungs has already leaked it, I figured there's no point in fighting it. That'll only bring it more attention. So I'm just going to get out in front of it. Uh, here's the footage that Comrade Monkey Lungs has released of me. I, I suppose this may be career damaging. Satan sin. June 5th has passed. You have not left the country. You were spotted outside of your home on June 6th, giving a child a military-style kid-killer assault gun <laughs> during your annual Coors Light tasting and clan rally. Needless to say, we are disappointed, but hardly surprised. Since you have completely disobeyed our orders to leave the country, we must take action. We must punish you. What follows is your final nail in the coffin, an irrefutable expose that will show the world how deplorable you really are. Unfortunately, we can only show you half of it through YouTube, because one portion of it was taken down by the all-knowing and all-loving hate speech guidelines. Okay, so the following is an audio recording of white supremacist YouTuber Matt Christensen going on a racist rant at a restaurant. The video footage was lost due to an attack by a clan of Trump supporters. We replaced it with what we believe to be fitting footage. Now, as Monkey Lungs mentioned, the footage, it's unclear whether it's actually permissible on YouTube. Again, in the interest of transparency, I'm showing you this. And I've censored, I guess, what I'm not allowed to show on YouTube anymore. Just, just know that. I'm a white supremacist, and objectively speaking, the KKK's view is correct. Racism is good, based on reason and evidence. White males, of course, are uniquely good. Based on race, 
certain perspectives don't count. Black people, if you can call them that, don't matter in any context. The existence of an anti-black group is good. I've, of course, seen and participated in many lynchings. I strongly disagree with immigration. Go back to your evil country. If this lazy Hispanic race did creep into the United States, it would be inherently bad. Shut the fuck up. You're not white, so you don't count. I call for anti-Hispanic violence. We should be stomping all over them. I love Hitler. Although he does hold Hitler in high regard as demonstrated by the contents of his wallet, he actually worships another person. August Wollenhaupt, a barber. But not just any barber. Hitler's barber. Matt Christensen uses his YouTube channel to lure children to his clan rallies at his home in Bosman, Montana, using video titles such as Hi children, come to my clan rallies at my home in Bosman, Montana. If you care about your children, you should be very afraid of bestiality Matt Christensen. You should support the SBLC's mission to remove this Trumpian midget man from the internet. Christchurch, Christchurch, call mine. Okay, I, I don't know how he came across the footage. I was informed that it would that this was, you know, on lockdown forever. But like I said, we all say things in the past that we regret later. All I can do is be upfront and say I'm sorry for some of the things I've said in the past. That is so amazing. Christchurch, Christchurch, Christchurch. <laughs> it was Columbine on the last one. Christchurch, Christchurch, Columbine. Never forget. Oh, my God. Uh, seriously speaking, the whole thing was uh, pretty funny. And I had to edit it for time. So there is, in fact, more funny stuff in there that I cut out. If you want to see the full version, I will put the link in the description after the stream is over. Tiny uh, Matt. I, that was the best part. <laughs> I don't know if this is the end of the Monkey Lung Saga, but uh, he's, he's I don't know. He's making me laugh so far. So we'll see what he's got in store in the future. But it's time to move into Supposed actual news, I guess. Uh, this was actually last Sunday because I love spectating the race to the bottom of the Democratic Party, the cringe fest that is your Eric Swalwells and your Kirsten Gillibrands. This was so I much worse than Kirsten Gillibrand. So much worse. You think so? Yes. I had to watch this one time and I was like, I dread the moment I have to watch this again. You'd on. rather hear Kirsten Gillibrand lecture you about how being pro-life is unacceptable. I mean, at least I can be like, well, she's a woman and she doesn't really have any agency. <laughs> but like this, I can't even explain. So this was last Sunday. Eric Swalwell, he's at the, uh, the he's in Cedar Rapids and he's at the Iowa Democratic Party's Hall of Fame event. And he, um, I guess he unveiled a real zinger of a campaign line. Uh, this is Eric Swalwell. Welcome to my fellow candidates whom I consider we are all a part of being the Avengers. <laughs> The Republicans in 2016, that was the Hunger Games. We're all in this with your help and support to save this country that we love so much. But I will always be real with you. I will be bold without the bull. My wife and I, <laughs> chirp, we chirp, fight chirp, chirp. insurance companies. I that, was, that was unedited. Like it was that long of a pause that he waits for applause or some sort that of look affirmation. look in his eyes. Yeah. And at one point, he kind of goes like, come on. <laughs> no. Give me a bone, guys. Now, of course, people remember, uh, well, this is, this is kind of a throwback or a callback to the famous Jeb Bush, please clap line. Remember we'll be this. bold without the bull. Please clap. <laughs> we'll be bold. And then, of course, it's even better if you add a little musical accompaniment. Without the bull. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, that was a good entry. Uh, Joe Biden put up his own impressive entry of um, of cringe, I suppose, its own brand. We've heard candidates, of course, promise free everything. We've heard candidates promising to put Trump in jail. We've heard candidates pledge basically every rainbow and unicorn you can think of. Joe Biden says, hold on to my beer or maybe hold on to that small, attractive child over there because I've got something more impressive for you. I'm going to pledge to cure cancer if I'm elected president. Check this out. I promise you, uh, if I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes in America is we're going to cure cancer. Okay. Now, to be fair to Joe Biden, this was in the context of him discussing his, his son, who, of course, died of brain cancer. And it, it is actually kind of a sincere, sad moment. However, the politics of promising to cure cancer if you're elected, I, I find that pretty cynical. Yeah. Vote, vote for me. I'll, I'll save your cancer stricken relative or something like right. that. I don't know. It's Come a bizarre on. campaign promise, irrespective of the personal ties to cancer victims. Um, yeah. Also, I don't even need to say this, but totally unattainable within the term of a presidency. As or though he could ever, personally direct it. Yeah. Right. I mean, what's his plan here? Like, even if you poured all of like all of tax funds into R and D yeah. for cancer, like you're still not going to cure it. It's an insane uh, campaign promise. Yes, there's a lot of charity money for cancer research out there. Yeah. I don't think the hurdle is just money related. It's a very difficult scientific prospect, Yeah, obviously. Irony, of course, being if, uh, if it happens tomorrow at Trump's personal direction, they'll rip Trump for it. They'll find yeah. a way. Joe Biden himself will find a way because Trump's an existential threat. Well, you couldn't cure AIDS <laughs> through you. Yeah. Um, now, of course, uh, big news this week out of the White House, too. Sarah Sanders is out. White House uh, Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders is leaving, announced by tweet from Donald Trump, of course. She's going home to Arkansas, uh, and she's going to stay until the end of the month. She, of course, has been press secretary through most of the Trump presidency, succeeding Sean Spicer in July of 2017. So it's been two years with Sarah Sanders already. It seems like time has flown by. And I don't know how someone does that job for two years, to be honest. The stress and the... I mean, she's getting ripped for being an unconditional defender of the president, but that's her job, is to be an unconditional defender of the president. There's no possible way I could have done her job. That uh, Worst job on the planet. I, I don't know how she does it. No, uh, no replacement announced yet. Sanders did not recommend one. There are some rumored names, uh, including Stephanie Grisham, who is Melania Trump's deputy chief of staff and communications director. Tony Sayag. I don't know how to say that guy's name. Former assistant secretary for public affairs at the Treasury Department. There are a few other names on the list, but we'll have to see what Trump decides. And of course, the hit pieces are out. The hit yeah. pieces are out over at NBC. They're saying Sarah Sanders is leaving Trump's White House, but the damage she's done will last years. Sanders had a front row seat to what Trump was doing, and she did nothing to stop him. And this country should never let her forget it. USA Today says, uh, with Sarah Sanders leaving the White House, Trump now lies alone. I guess that's a pun. I, I don't know. But the point is that Sarah Sanders lies a lot. Come on. So, uh, and, and then not only that, but there's the ones in the Washington Post were even worse. They called her. Um, here's the headline. Sarah Sanders was the disdainful queen of gaslighting. They also put their picture up on their Instagram with this. They're not going to give a woman a break here. Come on. Uh, and additionally, in the Washington Post, Sarah Sanders was a prolific liar for Trump. And she did even more damage. Now, 
I want to be clear because I'm not necessarily angry with a press corps that is scathingly hostile to power. Yeah. Sorry, there goes my voice. My vo- I swear I've hit puberty. No, I had um, <laughs> I had an eventful weekend, and my uh, my voice is kind of uh, going away on me. So thank you for putting up with it. Uh, anyway, I'm not mad with journalists being scathingly critical with power. I'm mad at them being selectively critical and critical in a partisan way go back and remember how the washington post said uh goodbye to jay carney the former obama uh press secretary the job of presidential press secretary takes a toll which is true it's a stressful job for sure but it's interesting how this was a very sympathetic piece about the difficulties of being the press secretary Meanwhile, they shit all over Sarah Sanders and then they fault her for, again, doing her job. And I'm not I'm not saying that as a defense of misinformation and or lies. What I will say is that's true of every single president. That's true of every single press secretary. And I'm sorry, but that is her job. It is her job to defend her boss. So it's kind of interesting to me that they say she never once stood up to the president. Right. Her job is to be the mouthpiece of the president. Yeah, exactly. Trump did not hire her for pushback. Trump hired her to tell the press stuff that he wants to tell them. Anyway. So we'll see who, uh, who gets uh, in, into that position. What unfortunate person is going to be in the chopping block next. Uh, it's got to yeah. be a woman, I think. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> and next up, we got... Uh, let me find the piece here. In, in the In the... Chronicles of Blonde's Disease. We got Chelsea Handler over on Instagram. Terminal Blonde's Disease patient Chelsea Handler has teamed up with fellow sufferer Sarah Silverman to celebrate abortion with t-shirts that say abortion AF. What does that Uh, even... What? What? What does that even mean? Abortion as fuck? I I think the... That's like the double meaning. I mean, the, the organization is Abortion Front. They're trying to get you to support. But I guess abortion AF is what the cool kids say. I don't know. But um, I'm, I'm remembering back to the days of safe, legal, and rare, and, and tragic but personal decision. Remember the term pro-choice? Now yeah. it's not. Now it's it's legitimately pro-abortion. It's abortion AF. Yeah. That is the term. And it's these shriveled up old ladies signaling, virtue signaling about killing their offspring for sport. And this is how far we've come. I, I have to laugh. It makes me sad, you know? We were talking ahead of the show. It's like if somebody's had an abortion and they feel really bad about it and they've changed their life, like I'm not going to be like, you're never going to find forgiveness in the eyes of God. Like, you know, that's not my place, you know? Um, And I think that we should be compassionate to women like that. But this shout your abortion shit, like I just, I just cannot believe how far it's gone. But I'm also kind of happy this is happening because it's unpalatable even, even to your average leftist. Like they look at this and they're like, that's a bridge too far. I can't get on board with this. Scroll your uh, your comments for cases in point, and they say basically, "Listen, I'm pro-choice, but this is this is screwed up, you guys. Yeah. Uh, this is bad optics in addition to just being kind of morally wrong. I'm pro-choice, but this is gross. A lot of comments like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, moving along, <laughs> getting right in line with a serious. Well, this is the transition I had. Speaking of disappointing female entertainers, how about that? <laughs> Shock of shocks. 
The female Men in Black remake flopped at the box office, earning a disappointing $28 million in its opening weekend, while being panned by even the most progressive critics. That's not only below its $30 million projection, it's about half of what each previous Men in Black movie earned in its opening weekend. And remember, the last one was seven years ago. The original was 20 years ago. So adjust for ticket price inflation. It's probably even worse. Uh, No corporate excuse yet, but I would anticipate something along the lines of sexism being to blame. Uh, And somehow we'll get more of these, even though we have Ghostbusters and Ocean's 8 and now this Men in Black crap. Nobody wants these female lead remakes of classic movies. There's no Yeah, but they're going to keep making them and you're going to like it. No. These movies are too cringe even for me. And I went and saw Aladdin on opening night. Okay. Gag. I did. Oh. Well, no, that's not true. Because it can't. It was the Friday night. Technically, it opens on a Thursday night. So I had a day buffer. I did. I saw the thing because I wanted to see Blue Will Smith. And even I don't want to see this crap. Now, since I need to get myself out of this situation, I've just put myself into. Uh, <laughs> there was <laughs> over the weekend. A person of color, transgender, disabled model named Aaron Phillip made his runway debut uh, as described by Teen Vogue. It was totally epic. Here's what the the transgender, disabled person of color model's runway debut looked like. Uh, this, this Aaron Phillip was signed with elite NYC, a highly regarded modeling agency in September, 2018. Uh, however, at the time there was no wheelchair accessibility to the runway, despite being unable to participate. He was promised, uh, he had promised to move forward and expressed a desire to use his platform as a means of calling for continued accessibility. Oh my God. This is so patronizing. Yeah. It's so patronizing. And we were talking about this before the show too, but if I were disabled, I would be so horrified by the prospect of everybody feeling sorry for me enough so that they lied to me my entire life. Um, and and that's, that's just, I, I can't get behind the mindset that like you want to embrace your victimhood and make it a part of your identity so much that you would even take it to the next level, which is intersectionality. It's like, yeah. you're, you're already super disabled. Like you're also a, tran- a tranny too. Like what? Was this a boy first? What's going on? It's a on? biological male, yeah. He's, uh, what, what reports, do you want me to say here? <laughs> reports also emerging he has been cast as Bran in an upcoming Game of Thrones social justice spinoff. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. I'll tune in. Very good. Um, oh, speaking of the transgender issue, uh, of course, YouTube is, is lecturing all of us on dangerous rhetoric these days. They are, But they are reportedly playing ads promoting puberty blockers in a style that looks designed to appeal to kids. This is an ad that's apparently running on YouTube these days. Doesn't match their physical body. People who feel this way sometimes feel anxious when they begin to reach puberty and their body starts to change in ways that don't match their internal sense of their gender. These feelings are totally normal. If you feel you want more time to explore how you feel about your gender before your body starts to change, it's important to talk with a parent, counselor, therapist, or doctor about the feelings you have regarding your gender. After some discussion and counseling, you may be referred to an endocrinologist. 
Endocrinologists specialize in hormones, to a black and they're the most likely to prescribe puberty blockers for Naturally. someone who wants them. Puberty blockers are medications that will stop your body from changing. They are usually given as an injection or an implant. So I have not seen this ad running personally. I have not confirmed this for myself, but I've seen the reports of this on Twitter. Um, but I don't have reason to doubt it either. The screenshots and the videos look authentic. That's a good, if, if you're listening, you want to see Blonde's reaction face of disbelief. <laughs> okay, I don't know where to start with this. I mean, like, it's a minority transgender child. Like, like one aspect of this intersectionality is clearly not enough. They don't want to piss anybody off. So, like, make sure they're, it's a minority group, too. Um, and then it's like, go see, I, I liked the part where they were like, if you feel this way, go see a therapist. But what they really mean yeah. is a therapist that's sympathetic with giving children hormone blockers, which is clearly unethical. If they went to a therapist that was like, you have gender dysphoria, wait on it for 10 years and we'll reassess then, they'd be like, that's a transphobic therapist that you shouldn't go to. Also, I'm supposed to believe there are how many black endocrinologists that are sympathetic <laughs> with with transgender transgenderism. It's like, this and is just too niche. It's too niche. Go see a medical professional and a minority one. Cause they're definitely the best ones. <laughs> yeah. I'm, even, I'm not taking a shot at, you know, minority medical professionals. I'm just saying those are, those are conscious choices. They, they make those choices for specific reasons. Well, they it's didn't make them chance. Japanese. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, last thing, uh, before we move into oh the Oh my god, Iran I know I keep story. talking, but we are we have like the worst spam attack right now in our oh, life. Oh no. It's like a Arabic porn spam attack oh, and I god. accidentally clicked on one of the emoticons and it popped up during the show. So now uh so now I'm gonna have like all sorts of weird porn on this computer. Great. <laughs> awesome. We got uh, mods taking care of it or are we Yeah, undermanned? mods, take care of this. I can maybe recruit some help if we need. It's okay. I mean we've got to block links, I think, in our chat. We can do it later. All right. Uh, anyway, if you're if you're tired of YouTube's silliness and all these social media platforms propping up what seems to be plainly immoral advocacy while punishing speech that they deem hate speech or whatever else, we've long been awaiting um, the announcement of the Patreon uh, alternative from Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin was was working on it reportedly as well. Well, now we have. Uh, some information on what that might actually look like. Uh, because Jordan Peterson announced that the website is called ThinkSpot. It's ThinkSpot.com. You can join the wait list right now if you would like. He says um, creators will be able to monetize their work uh, at ThinkSpot.com and the terms of service will uphold free speech principles. Quote, once you're on the platform, we won't take you down unless ordered to by a court of law. This is also the standard of minds and gab. The platform is currently in beta testing. The only thing that, um, that worries me about this reported uh, platform is that at least at the start, it's invitation only. We had talked, we'd spoken about that previously. It sounds like maybe that's only for testing purposes. Uh, is he going to let white nationalists on his platform? Well, it's it's yeah. I mean, if there are ideological constraints and it's and it's uh, invitation only, then I don't care. I'm about less interested. What your free speech policy is, um, but we'll see what happens. It sounds like, based on everything I see in this coverage, it sounds like he's got the right values at heart. So we'll see where this goes. No, uh, no, nobody can be. Nope, Jordan Peterson can't be trusted. Nobody should join this. Well, I certainly trust him a hell of a lot more than Jack Conti or anybody else. Yeah. You, you got to pick your battles. Yeah. You got to, I mean, unless you have a better alternative. 
Uh, this cannot be the best alternative. Gab is the better alternative. I trust Andrew Torba. I don't trust Jordan Peterson. Well, I'm not. I'm not taking shots at Gab either. The, my worry about Gab is is the is that it has de facto become an echo chamber, and that's unfortunate. Well, yeah, that's, that's Gab's what's going to happen here. But if he's if he's saying this is invitation only, but he's like no Richard Spencer. Then but we don't know that. We don't know that, and I don't want to mischaracterize it because it says invitation only for testing. Mm. Um, it we'll says see. the platform will start out as invitation only during beta testing to work out the kinks, and it has some people listed on. So. I don't, I don't want to mischaracterize and say that's the intent for long term. Point is, you can't go create an account right now, but you can get on the wait list. I don't mean to mischaracterize him either. I'm just saying this is clearly how it's going to go. <laughs> it could. The only other thing I worry about, too, is another feature of the platform will be 50 word minimum uh, on comments in an effort to reduce trolling. And you'll have to click to see comments that receive more downvotes than upvotes. I don't like that either. I mean, maybe are, but are I, trolling comments typically longer. What's the, what's the, no, they're saying they're that? shorter. And I, I like to be very brief with my comments on things. Oh, 50 so that word kind of minimum. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that that's true either. So we'll see how this goes at the end of the day. Fine. Like I, this, almost assuredly will be better than what exists currently in the mainstream of social media platforms. And, you know, more competition entering the market, I think is a healthy thing. So whatever so happened we'll to that goes. Patreon alternative? Oh, this will have built in monetization. And, is this and what features, what it was supposed to be? Is this what they were talking about? It seems like it's evolving into kind of a combo financial support mechanism and publishing place as opposed to just financial support like Patreon. Although you could publish on Patreon. You guys, I'm not a fan of Richard Spencer, but what I'm talking about is like these free speech platforms, they have to allow people of a diverse ideological background, yeah. including white nationalists. That's the point is, are we going to have ideological constraints or not? If we do, we're probably going right. to end up in some of the same problems that we have right now. Again, like no that's not ideological to, constraints. Yeah. Right. I like the idea of saying, listen, if you don't break the law, we're not taking you down. That's the standard that should exist. Oh, and ideally. people in the live chat are also saying that uh, it's almost always invitation only in beta testing. So yeah, so you know that's a speculative issue. I, I worry because that was brought up previously when they were discussing this. So this was a longstanding point of contention, it seems, between the people building the site. Again, I'm not claiming knowledge of how this will work. I'm just right. speculating about some potential worries that I might have. But I too am speculating, but am always right about my. <laughs> I would say that it still sounds like we're more on the right track with the right values than not. So I don't want to be too nitpicky. And again, I want to thank people who are working hard to address these problems. That's a lot more than, than I am doing to address this issue and that I'm capable of doing. So I want to give proper thanks to, to making the attempts as well yep. and to put, push things in the right direction. Okay. I've, I've wasted enough time because there were a bajillion random things I wanted to talk about. Tell me about the Iran or the the Iranian attacks on the oil tankers in the Gulf of Oman. Maybe we should lead with the clip that mm. they're let, let's lead with that. Well, if we lead with the clip, there's nothing more to discuss because it is clearly <laughs> the Iranian uh what what's the name? They're like they're what's the official name of the Iranian military guys? The This is just so absurd. Whatever. I mean, I can't, I can't believe that I, we'll talk about it. Let's let's watch first. This is apparently footage as far as the state department says of Iranian, Iranian military personnel recovering a non-exploded mine off of an oil tanker in the Gulf of Oman. That's what we're looking at. So I, <laughs> I, I can't claim to be an expert on military surveillance. That's not 
my cup of tea or anything I know anything about, but I guess I'm just surprised by how poor quality the footage actually is and how there's no way to identify who that is or what they're doing. Uh, yeah, it's insane. They're like Loch Ness monster bad. And is that uh, all the footage? There's like 15 seconds max. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, so Mike Pompeo said today that more evidence will be released soon to prove the administration's assertion that Iran was responsible for attacks on two oil tankers in the Gulf of Oman last week. Despite some skepticism from U.S. allies and Democrats, Pompeo said on Fox News that U.S. intelligence provided unmistakable evidence of Iranian culpability. Unmistakable evidence. And they're doing this thing. This is just this is such a clearly false flag. Like it reminds me of the Syrian chemical attacks. We've been here before. They're like, we totally have all of the information. We just can't show it to you. But like, you should really trust us. Yeah, totally trust. Us. I mean, I can't get on board with like, without evidence, I can't embrace a tinfoil theory. But oh, come I can't, on. But I can't, I can't honestly say, well, that's convincing. I'm convinced that that was, those were Iranian operatives. Yeah, we 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 better uh, we better counteract. I mean, I've, like I said, I've seen this bit before. I've seen the intelligence is conclusive and tells us, and then we go and get ourselves into a political and and um, and war mess over it. Right, I'm not saying that's right. what's going to happen here because Pompeo and the president are saying we don't want war. Yeah, but, they're but then saying they're talking we don't about, not not want war. Right, exactly. They're <laughs> yeah. talking about uh, defending yeah. the United States and the merits of a militaristic reaction. It's like uh, we all remember Iraq, all of us. It's, it's does everybody remember weapons of mass destruction? We're not going to do this again. Uh, let's play this clip of Pompeo. Yeah, so Pompeo's on Face the Nation this morning again, saying this is. Uh, you, I can't tell you, but it's indisputable. That's basically what he's saying. How certain are you that this is the IRGC? And will you take that evidence and present it to our allies and the United Nations? Of course we will. When? And, and, and we don't just purport. That's what that video is. The world needs to unite against this threat from the Islamic Republic of Iran. And is Mar the Mar IRGC? Yes, Margaret. Definitely uh, the, the Revolutionary Guard Corps? It, it, it is. President Trump has said very clearly he doesn't want to go to war. At the same time, we've made very clear. Do you have the legal authorization for a strike on Iran? We, we always have the author authorization to defend American interests. Remember, they now have attacked uh, U.S. aircraft. They, on June 6th, there was a missile fired from Yemen with, that we assess had Iranian assistance that took down an MQ-9 aircraft. These are attacks on fundamental international norms and now on American interests. And we always have the right to defend our country. No one disputes that this is the Islamic Republic of Iran taking these actions to deny this international waterway, waterway and the freedom of navigation that is a fundamental right of every country to travel through that. And that's just untrue. Uh, that's that definitely there's nobody not true. disputing this. The Japanese, for starters, are the owner of the Japanese tanker said the crew believes the vessel was hit by a flying object, not a mine, as the U.S. has asserted. And Japan's Kyoto News Agency said this morning, a source close to the prime minister told the agency that Pompeo's evidence did not amount to definite proof that Iran carried out the attack. Germany, likewise, foreign minister questioned the validity of the video released by the Pentagon purporting to show Iranians in a small patrol boat removing an unexploded mine. Um, I don't know if you watched the Washington Post, the comparison of this Iranian vessel to like similar vessels. It was paltry evidence at best. It's like they both have these little canopies and they both have like hmm. guns attached to the back. Um, this is just crazy to act like this is conclusive evidence. I mean, we have to think about who wants us in a war with Iran. Is it Saudi Arabia? Is it Israel? 
I mean, tons of people want this. Um, I'm very concerned that Trump seems to have fallen for it. The American public remains uh, skeptical, which uh, it makes me optimistic about this. Yeah. And, and to be clear, I'm not trying to shit on U.S. intelligence just for the sake of that. The only the only point I'm trying to be abundantly cautious about is I don't want to end up in a situation like we did last decade. I yeah. don't want to be overly aggressive on what turns out to be either entirely inaccurate or heavily embellished intelligence. Yeah. And I don't want to put American lives on the line. Now, I guess the counter the counterpoint would be, well, listen, Iran is an aggressive actor with, with nuclear capability. If you don't get aggressive with them, you are putting American lives on the line. I've, I've seen, I get it. I've seen a lot of interventionism. I've seen a lot of interventionism in my lifetime, and I don't necessarily feel like I've seen the positive results of that. Uh, it's it's yeah, difficult to argue a counterfactual. Maybe if we didn't do this, the U.S. gets another gets hit by another terrorist attack or something. But these but, nebulous reasons for uh, deep intervention in faraway Middle Eastern countries—it's like yeah. this cannot continue to happen. We cannot continue to do other nations' bidding like this. Yeah, um, American people are sick of it, and Iraq is 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 uh, into a, a near memory for all of us, for us to fall for this. I mean, I'm seeing people on the left, like what Nancy Pelosi said about this, I was like, yeah. And then- Wow, what did she say? Uh, she just said like, this is absurd. We're not gonna get involved in a, a dispute because of this. Yeah, um, and, and and to be Pete, fair, that's Pete's what- the- a plug also. <laughs> he said something very eloquent and was totally right about our involvement in the Middle East. I'm like, when the left and the right can get together and everybody but neocons is like, uh, yeah, clearly not Iran. To be fair, I, I'm not hearing a lot of super hawkish stuff from the president himself yet. Right, but he did say it was them. I mean- Well, I-, I Again, he has access to information. I don't. I'm more critical of what you what ask you make of the American people based on the information rather than your assessment of the information. Listen, if you're asking me to support intervention, the threshold of evidence for me to be satisfied is higher than this. But what about his Warhawk cabinet? Does that concern you? Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got Bolton in there. I don't know what Pompeo's record is on this. I don't know much about Pompeo, to be to be honest, but. We'll have to wait and see. I just, I think most people are going to need to see more than this for American resources and or military personnel to be put at risk over this, uh, over this incident. It's surprising to me that anybody's willing to trust the government narrative, seeing what we've seen, especially over the last election cycle Um, and and previous Middle Eastern involvement. It's like, does anybody really believe this? Well, you had mentioned earlier because the reporting I saw when this was all breaking was uh, oil prices are going to spike. They're going to go crazy. No market. Yeah. Disruption. There was basically nothing that happened. Hmm. I mean, the, the, I looked about, I don't know, a few hours ago. I didn't see when the article was from. Um, I will look again, but I, but I don't believe so. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll have to see what happens here. I like anything else. I'm open to the evidence and I know it's complicated because national security and all that, but I need to see more. I need to see more before I'm on board with the narrative here. Yep. Uh, before we move into Susan, that's going to be a lengthy segment. You want to take maybe a five minute break? Sure. Sure. Looks like the mods got the chatter under control. Thanks. Well, guys. thank you mods. We appreciate it. I knew this, this is probably was the coming. worst attack since the flat earthers. Flat earthers. Um, <laughs> I knew this was coming because it's happened on a bunch of other streams. Yeah, they're doing this to a lot of people. Ours were Arabic bots, though. That's weird. Yeah. 
Uh, Kevin Flanagan is the first one. Oh, no. What's the most confusing day in Harlem? Happy Father's Day to everyone lucky enough to be a dad. Oh, my God. Uh, Harlem is like a New Hampshire area, so you're going to have to. Oh, it's all uh, gentrified? Yeah, totally. A Columbia. Mm. Columbia University is there. Um, Big LC, Matt and I once made love. I dropped my pants. Matt opened his mouth and censored due to privacy complaint from Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, John West, did you get the socialism is for fixed shirt, Matt? Hope it fits based on base size on blonde's description. Oh no. <laughs> uh, really I have not. Oh, well, I did. I did arrange for a few of them to be sent. Seriously speaking, I've not checked the, uh, the PO box in a few days. So we might have some socialism is for fig shirts in there, but I don't know. Um, Thank you. Fago, congrats on the engagement, Matt. Maybe now the rumors of you being gay will go away. <laughs> Maybe. That's true. I did get uh, engaged this weekend. Uh, it was a uh, it was a perfect morning. It was actually yesterday morning, and it was out on. Um, I'll get this picture out of here. Sorry, people in New York. It was out on uh, on Taggart Lake in uh, Grand Teton National Park. There's a pretty picture of it yesterday morning. So, thanks for all the well wishing on Twitter, Aww. everybody, and thank you. Iyama Fago. Iyama Fago. Um, <laughs> the blonde it. rant says, "Blonde, I'm incredibly jealous of your brunches with Brittany Pettibone." Also, congrats, Matt. If you can find somewhere, there is hope for me. <laughs> oh, well, as as we said, seriously speaking, during all of this uh, online dating attempts, like you know, a while back, it only uh, takes all it takes one. is one. Yep. Yeah, all it takes is one. Yep. Uh, and yes, I am friends with Brittany Pennybone, and I like to drop that in the conversation like all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Buddha twenty three Fred. Hey Matt, there's a nice picture of your hand you posted to Twitter, but your nails look weird painted. Matt and his tiny. I hands. know, I know. And she was wearing a plaid shirt yeah, too. So yeah. the, the jokes love. are. I get it. I knew they were going to happen. Thanks, guys. Go to Stanton. Matt and I once tried to make love. But Blonde said, "Gross," and ruined the mood. It is gross. All you. John says, please check out Jericho Green. His content is amazing, right in line with both of you. Also, what do you think mm. about this Portland, Maine African refugee crisis? They're at capacity. Nobody talks about it except for Fox. I don't know Portland, anything Maine? about it, actually. Portland, Maine has a bunch of African refugees. I've been to Portland, Maine. It's a beautiful little town. Mm. It's not that I don't know small. anything about the story. I also don't know anything about this. Uh, thank you, John. I bought TPN says, not sure how to get cash to AOC, but I'm trusting you guys to make sure she gets this contribution. <laughs> Thanks. We'll send it right. Her we way. will. We don't want her to become corrupt. We should try that angle on this show. You guys better send us all your money or we'll become corrupt. We'll, we'll yeah. take corrupt money to and fund we'll it. Get all those loopholes and we'll do the loophole <laughs> thing. It, which, what was I'm, she saying? It was incomprehensible. I'm yeah. I'm excited to talk about that topic later on. Um, Richardsky Pirsakov says, happy father's day to our daddy, Matt Christensen. We love you. You <laughs> flannel shirt wearing cores, light drinking, Fence sitting poof ball. Oh, God. oh wait, gotta, that said goofball. <laughs> uh, you got to get the fence sitter in there. Hey, I, I'm, I'm a principled guy. He is. I do. Uh, at least I do my best. Yeah, it's really annoying. Uh, JVDo961, congratulations, Matt. All the best to you and your special lady. Oh. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Kevin Flanagan. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Sock puppet Joe, Candace Owens wanted to make burning the flag illegal this morning, and the president mm. tweeted a, a 2016 Trump will not win video. Um, this flag burning thing troubles me. Uh, yeah, I would not be in favor of uh, such a thing. I've heard there's been a movement that they want to change that. You'd have to you'd have to make a constitutional amendment to make nope. flag burning illegal. I don't like this. 
I don't like it at all. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I don't want to hang out if you burn the flag. I think you're probably a douchebag. No, it disgusts honest, me but... and enrages me when I see that footage. Um, it makes me want to kick all those people in the throat. But <laughs> we can't make this illegal. And it's clearly 1A. Yeah, it, it, I believe it is protected speech, personally. And uh, I don't want to go making all kinds of um, special exceptions to the First Amendment. That's a path I would rather not go down. And if I have to pay the price of watching some douchebags burn the flag, Fine. well, I mean, the, the truth is that the flag itself protects the freedom to do that, at least as it currently stands. So I, I think that's one of the reasons I think you're a douchebag if you do it, to be yeah. honest. And then I would have to stop my annual uh, myriad flag burning as well. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. Uh, Boogeyman917 yeah. says, I agree with that. that was oh, well, good, thanks. Yeah, pretty good. That, that was pretty good. Yeah. We, uh, we got to get Seamus back here. Yeah, it's been so. a while. Um, doesn't matter. Ah, my two favorite shekel snatchers. I've been gone a while, but I'm back at least for a little while. Welcome back. Doesn't matter. Let's do a few more. Um, sure. Spring Heel Jack. Matt's power level will be higher than Blonde's by the end of the year, and he won't be able to hide it. Screen cap this. <laughs> I'm trying, guys. Um, SM Combs won't be able to watch live tonight. My intake manifold crack on the freeway. Uh, but shout out to Phoenix for personally delivering an order to a class for me in all seriousness. Oh, cool. That is cool. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And thanks for supporting them. Uh, last one, Kevin, for right now, Kevin Flanagan says, everything Matt said in this recording is verifiably correct. I know, I heard it come out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. well, um, listen, I have to disavow my past comments. I, I know that they were very hurtful, and I apologize like Susan for the things that I've done and said. We all make mistakes. Real quick over on Streamlabs, and then we'll discuss Susan. Uh, Cameron says, uh, what's up with all the false flag flags on ships or and ships? USS Maine, the the Lusitania, the Lusit, Lusitania. I don't know all these fake or these alleged false flags on ships. Is this a thing? Did he say USS Liberty? Uh, yeah, that's in there. Gulf of Tonkin, which I'm loosely familiar with. That was was that actually fake or was it just embellished? I actually don't know. Anyway, uh, Pearl Harbor, of course. The well, I love that theory that FDR knew. You know, that doesn't make it fake, but like the theory that FDR yeah. knew and yeah, that's all that stuff's interesting. Quite the coincidence, if you ask me. By the way, congrats, Matt, on the engagement. Here's some extra shekels for you both. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. JP says, The disgraced sheriff's deputy, Scott Peterson, was in a relationship with someone I knew about 12 years ago, and we met several times before that ended. I remember him saying he wanted to be SWAT. I guess that didn't happen. Wow. Small world. Um, Thanks, JP. Slosher says, Got a new job after being out of work a few months, and I'm not going... (laughs) He's not going to be niggardly, is Slosher. Love I am not going to be niggardly. And all you do, all the homo. XOXO. Well, thank you. Phil says, uh, congrats to Matt and his lady on the engagement. Here's to many happy years of a, uh, and a posse of smart, principled children. Yes, they will be painfully balanced in their perspectives and their view of the world and their commitment to important principles, if I have anything to say about it. But it's going to be a little while. That's, that's not in the immediate plan. It's got to get married first. And that's a plan uh, in and of itself, of which I will do none. I will just sit back and defer those decisions to the people that care strongly about that sort of thing. <laughs> Michu says, out of town this week, so I'll watch later. Hope it's a good one. Well, thank you, man. Matt Vicari says, I don't understand the cure for cancer. Bit, it's not a single disease. And by the way, there are cures, radiotherapy, chemotherapy, surgery, immunotherapy, et cetera. Each need continued research and improvement, but they're proven to work. Yeah, that's true. Um, there's no universal cure, you know, but yeah, there's a lot of nuance to this point that he's talking about cure for cancer. Yeah. What type of cancer and then 
sometimes it is in fact cured, if I'm not mistaken, just not universally. Redicus says, uh, <laughs> R2 Dindu has a brother. Apparently so. A transgender, no, a sister. Don't be, don't be transphobic. And talking about the ad, my sister is a nurse for her endocrinologist, type 1 uh, diabetes. And they have been asking about the trans issue. They refused. Wow. No. Thanks. Uh, and JP is back and says, the good news about all the trans stuff is that these degenerates are sterilizing themselves. No right-wing death squads needed. And Redicus says, Iran and Venezuela are two countries with despotic regimes and cultural collapse imminent. So do you let it collapse and wait for the fallout or react or react and hope to establish a semblance of stability? I don't think uh, we'll get another Shaw. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I tend to be a lot more um, isolationist about these things than some others, but that's just, that's just my two cents anyway. Okay. Let's talk about um, YouTube. Susan, yeah. Susan, wiki, wiki, as I call her. It was almost as incomprehensible as that AOC clip. We're going to talk about, so like, what are you saying? Of course, Susan was uh, heavily requested to appear on shows like Louder with Crowder, like Dave Rubin's show, basically any show to the right of, um, of Karl Marx, more or less, who would talk to her uh, about being affected, being demonetized, yep. being uh, kind of a, a low form of censorship, at least by Susan and YouTube as a result of this Vox adpocalypse and someone saying mean words about Carlos Maza. And of course, Susan ignored all those requests. Nobody who is not uh, a flaming leftist can talk to this lady. So instead of talking to anyone who's actually been affected, and by that I mean like had livelihoods affected, had yeah. a negative consequence behind, I heard a word that hurt my feelings. Instead of talking to them, she goes to what is a Vox event. This is some, uh, it's a Recode conference, Kara Swisher's Recode website. It's a conference in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, what was it called? It's called, I don't, I can't remember. It's their stupid Recode event. Anyway, Susan was asked directly by a man in a dress, and a wig about attending. How uncharitable of you. That is clearly a strong, brave, independent. So I, I should clarify as Steven Crowder does beautiful and brave. Of course, I don't want to be beautiful and brave. I'm just saying it's definitely a man in a dress and a wig who did not put a lot of effort into the bit. This is chief tech correspondent at Axios. Ina, Ina freed. I don't know how to say this person's name, name formerly Ian freed. Anyway, uh, this person asks Susan about whether about the, the apology that Susan issued to the LGBT community and how everyone's feelings were heard about Carlos, Carlos Maza, whether that the apology was satisfactory enough. So here's the question and what Susan had to say in response. You started off with an apology to the LGBTQ community, but then you also said that you were involved and that you think YouTube made the right call. A lot of people don't really feel like that's an apology and are concerned that YouTube flags LGBT uh, positive content just for being LGBT as sometimes, uh, you know, sensitive and yet slurs are allowed. And I'm curious, are you really sorry for anything to the LGBTQ community or are you just sorry that they were offended? So first of all, I'm really personally very sorry. YouTube has always been a home of so many LGBTQ creators and that's why um, it was it was so emotional and that's why um, I think this really um, 
that's why, even though it was a hard decision, it was made harder than it came from us because we've been such an important home. People have gotten a lot of criticism, like, why are you still, uh, you know, why did you change your logo to rainbows even though you made this hard decision? And it's because as a company, we really want to support this community. It's just that from a policy standpoint, we need to be consistent because if we, look, if we took down that content, there would be so many other so much other content that we would need to take down. And we don't want to just be knee-jerk. We need to think about it in a very thoughtful way, be able to speak with, with everyone. We'll speak to people from the LGBTQ community, um, make sure that think we're incorporating that going forward in terms of how we think about harassment, um, and then make sure that we are implementing that in a fair and consistent way going forward. I am truly, truly sorry for the hurt that we caused that community. It was, it was not our intention at all. Many changes that we made in the hate policy, which we think will be really beneficial for the LGBTQ community. And there are a lot of videos there and a lot of ways that that community is attacked where we will be taking down those videos going forward. And we will be very consistent. If we see that, we will take it down. I really do apologize for the, for the hurt that we caused. <laughs> Your thoughts. I mean, I don't know how many times I have to say this, but this is what happens when you put women in charge. They make emotional decisions and they run your company that already loses like $600 million a year into the ground with their feels. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The irony of this is that it's a woman apologizing to a straight up man in a dress. It's yes. like, it's, this irony is not lost on me that she's like, please forgive me, man, for what I've done. Please <laughs> tell me I'm good and tell me I'm worthy. Um, I mean, do you people ever want to innovate as a country ever again? Because we're going to have to stop allowing women to be at the helm of any major corporation if we want to do that. This is kind of apex progress, as you're describing. I hadn't really thought of that irony. The apex progress of a biological female bowing at the altar of the social justice god of a low effort transgender man who had his feelings hurt. <laughs> it is a low effort transgender Wow. He didn't even change his voice. He's like, ooh. To give as much credit to this beautiful and brave journalist, the, the question does remain because Susan's answer is incoherent. To apologize is to acknowledge fault. But they said in the response to Crowder that Crowder did nothing wrong. That was the first response to him. Crowder did nothing wrong. And then they bowed to the, to the mob and punished him with the monetization. But they still can't point to what he did wrong. Right. So... If the original statement stands, and I have every reason to believe it does, and she's basically standing by it here saying we're not going to take the content down, there is no fault. If there is no fault, there's nothing to apologize for. And by the way, Susan, you didn't say any of those words. You can stand up there and say, you know, I don't like uh, Steven Crowder. I think his jokes are crass. I think right. they're mean. I don't like them. Okay, but I, but I operate a free speech platform. People can say what they want. If you don't like it, turn it off. So, so it, her response is incoherent, and I do think, as much as I am annoyed by the question, it does stand. How can you hold those beliefs simultaneously? Belief one, we didn't do anything wrong and we're not going to fix it. But two, I'm very, very sorry. Sorry. I don't know. What? You should ask them because these people are clearly governed by reason, and you'll definitely be able to talk <laughs> them into a reasonable perspective. It's, this it's is so absurd. It's frustrating to me that Susan almost gets it. For a moment there, she's saying... Well, going along with the standard you're advocating would mean huge amounts of YouTube videos would have to be taken down and standards do matter and consistency does matter. She could have hit that piece just a little bit harder, uh, but instead she spent time 
serially apologizing to the LGBT overlords. Right. I mean, aren't we at this place culturally where we can look at previous events and be like, be like apologizing to these, this SJW mob has never satiated them. Never, not once. When have they ever been like, Oh, thank you for that response. I will leave you alone now. Yeah. Um, I don't know why people are still doing it. And then this pandering, what they've done is, the, is they've split their interests. And so now everybody hates them. They're, they're not winning any yes. favor on either side. So she can flog herself all day. The initial response to Crowder was the correct, one. The correct yeah. one. And they should have just, as always, just do nothing for two weeks until all these fruitcakes like, shut their mouths. And then they'll get over it and it'll be no big deal. Yeah, this is about the worst thing, to your point about pissing everyone off about the worst thing you could do and it bothers me that vox gets this special attention there are parties as i mentioned actually affected here all of us as independent creators your channel's fully demonetized i don't know like i'm not getting the recommendations my channel views have been hit as we mentioned last week first and foremost steven crowder obviously so why is susan giving special attention to this interest group instead of people directly involved this particular man in a dress is not affected by this in any way but for the fact that his special feelings were hurt why i guess why would if, if you're going to do this thing of appeasing to one of the interested parties of the conflict which by the way this person's a, a only t tangentially related not directly related why do you go to one but not the other why do the lgbt feelings matter supremely Susan will um, say because the zeitgeist still favors the left. I mean, the general attitude still is that we have to pander to special interest groups uh, as a culture that hasn't changed. Mm. And, and if, if it's hurt feelings that are to be protected here, oh my gosh, I can't believe your feelings were hurt. What about the feelings of everybody maligned as alt-right? Everybody yeah. maligned as, as a, a white, white supremacist and a white nationalist and a Nazi. Is she going to go to say, I don't, I don't know. Let's say um, the minds conference or any of conference not. of these alternative media YouTubers, the so-called alternative influence network who have been maligned up and down, smeared all over. Is she going to go and say, yeah, you know, I'm sorry that we enabled people to smear you on YouTube. No, yeah, that'll never but happen. As always, you're projecting your principled thinking on a group <laughs> that's entirely emotional and irrational. I know it's frustrating. Uh, you, you can't reason with these people and they don't care about losing money because YouTube was never profitable to begin with. So they're going to fall into this pattern. They'll continue to fall into this pattern where they just adopt the zeitgeist and pander to whoever is that you know person, the special interest group uh, of the moment. They're going to continue to do this. Hmm. Um, well, it's disappointing, but like I'm not surprised. I am surprised I still have a channel. I can't, I can't believe it. Every day I wake up, I'm like, oh, today's the day, but not yet. They haven't got you yet. I still dream of the day where Susan or someone in her position will say, uh, yeah, I guess I'll be the one with the balls here. If your feelings are hurt, suck it up and close the window on your computer and don't watch it. Wouldn't that be something? Oh um, my God. I would stand in applause. And then I more would... irony about this transgenderism. Like what's the point of being a tranny? If you have the worst qualities for men and women, like this one <laughs> tranny, like, like you've got a dick, but like, you can't take it when somebody says something to you, it like hurts your feelings, like yeah. you're a woman, but then you still have like a jawline, like a dude and like gross balls. It's like the worst of both worlds. Like why <laughs> yeah, would you even true. bother? You I know the... why they would bother because people like her, you know, a multimillionaire is like cowering at his feet. Like, please forgive me. Please forgive me. It must validate his really weird life decision to dress like a chick. Yeah. I mean, all of this stuff in combination with the pride flag stuff we're going to see before it's like, I used to think the term gay stoppo 
was kind of, uh, you know, overdone, overplayed that, that fundamentally people just want equality. They just want to be treated equally as we'll see with the flag thing later on too. This is about special perks. It's about getting special treatment. It's about saying, no, no, I am the overlord of LGBT, whatever. And I will be given special treatment. I am uncriticizable. Don't make fun of me. All you can say is beautiful and brave or else you'll be punished. That's that's special treatment. Okay. Imagine if, Am I supposed to go to Susan Wiki Wiki for all the people who hurt me in the comment sections of my videos or in my super chats or whatever? Lies. You they, never read your comments. They they said mean things about me, Susan, and they and oh, you yeah. enabled you enabled them to do that on your platform. I'm I'm awaiting my apology. Yeah, Susan. Well, to keep the show moving, the the censorship, of course, is not stopping. We discussed last week the whole Vox apocalypse and how how crazy this whole thing has gone and YouTube's ever-evolving, made-up-on-the-fly, inconsistently-applied standards. Well, those were put on full display again this week with a new video release from uh, from Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. So apparently a, a an insider, an employee, a then-anonymous employee whistleblower at Pinterest, which I, don't, I still don't understand what Pinterest is or does, but I don't know. It's like online collages or yeah, something Yeah, but it kind like of that. jumped the shark a while ago. You know, hmm. I was only using it to like plan parties and stuff like that. Uh, I was surprised by this because I I didn't even know that they had political leanings. So now you just have to assume that every tech company is just filled with yeah. left-wing retards. So if you didn't see the video before it was taken down or a description of it, this whistleblower had documented proof that the company was censoring conservative viewpoints, including shadow banning Bible verse content, uh, labeling Ben Shapiro a white supremacist and, quote, sensitive content to be suppressed. And and banning links to Lila Rose's pro-life website live action altogether, curiously placed under the, web's, under the website's porn blacklist alongside actual porn domains. So the video in question contained mention of an actual high-level Pinterest employee in particular. Uh with documented role uh, d- documentation of this person's role in the actions, but only the name and the picture from what I, I believe was a publicly available source or profile like LinkedIn or something similar like that. The, the photo itself was on a publicly available source. I believe that's all. It was like 25 or 30 seconds of that. No, no address, no contact information, no financial information, none of that. On Tuesday night, YouTube removed the Veritas video exposing Pinterest, citing a, quote, privacy complaint. Now, according to YouTube's privacy policy, they will remove content that makes an individual uniquely identifiable. That does include image and full name, but YouTube also says it considers a combination of financial information, contact information, or other personally identifiable information. None of that is present here. It's just a name and an image of this high-level employee, and it's relevant to the story. And the story is legit. It's not made up. The company has responded and taken action on this issue. As far as I understand, live action is no longer banned on Pinterest now. Now, I mean, I think think that they had unbanned it, and then when this came back out, it was re-banned. I think they've done a little back and forth. They've changed. the, The point is, like, they've made changes that at least tacitly acknowledge that this was true. Um. And to give a little perspective, I've had privacy complaints on my channel before, fraudulent ones, false ones, mm-hmm. but I've had them before. And what happens in my cases and in you can the proper protocol, them, what, what happens is YouTube says someone made a privacy complaint about this video. 
you have 48 hours to they they give you tools to blur or edit out oh yeah what is allegedly the private material and if you do nothing within that 48 hour window they they remove the video or no they don't remove they they review it they have someone review it to assess if it's privacy um terms compliant if it's not, then they'll remove it. But the point is they give you the opportunity to voluntarily edit it beforehand. Right. In James's case, no such project, window. Right? They deleted it and asked him to edit it, but he can't edit it because it's inaccessible because YouTube deleted it, deleted it. And I've never experienced something like that. That's bizarre and a breach of YouTube's protocol on this sort of thing. And of course, this standard, if uniformly enforced, would just kill journalism. Yeah. I mean, someone's name and photo relevant to a story is part of every single news story under the sun. Right. You don't right. have to out them in terms of their 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 home. Or but not, leftists you know, had no problem. Remember with that uh, that kid that, that did the Trump meme? They had no problem yeah. doxing him. Yeah. I didn't hear a peep about it. They, the they doxed the the guy who made the Nancy Pelosi slurred speech. Right, video. that too. Yeah, they did. They did that. Remember, CNN went after the the Trump. Uh, it might be the one you're referencing, but CNN went after but, the yeah, guy who yeah. made the WWE meme. It this, was two they, summers ago, I think. Yeah, they do all the this silliness all the time. Here's a here's okay, actually before I jump into it, I got ahead of myself because it's not just YouTube. Uh, Twitter also decided to suspend Project Veritas's. Twitter account on similar terms. They said it was a privacy violation, but for different reasons. They said because of this tweet on your screen about Ben Shapiro being flagged as a white supremacist uh, by Pinterest, and the evidence was an image of an internal Slack conversation. This was the proof. Again, there was no personal information in this screenshot, but for the nickname of that high-level Pinterest employee who made the classification. That is to say, the key piece of evidence that makes the story the story if you were to i guess you could blur out the name but again that does make it that makes the case less credible because anybody could just fabricate that I, I, the point is 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 just a name really personal information that's impermissible to publish that's that seems like a awfully difficult standard to maintain and still have investigative journalism be uh, a possible a, a possibility to even pursue this is such horseshit it's James O'Keefe would agree with you. Well, um, <laughs> we've talked about this privately before, but uh, I believe it's Daniel Hill, the guy that docks me from Riverfront Times, has been oh, yeah. posting uh, home tours like of where I live. Um, yeah, your actual house. My actual house. And yeah. uh, I reported it to YouTube, and they said there is no privacy violation here. Yeah, full name, here's her address, and like yeah. website listings of the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, it, w it would be reasonable to surmise there's a political motive uh, going on here. James O'Keefe, here's what he has to say about the whole incident. Early in the morning, we learned that Project Veritas Twitter account was suspended for violating their privacy policy. We've temporarily limited some of your account features. What did they suspend us for? It was this tweet about Ben Shapiro being called a white supremacist on Pinterest's private Slack channel, these employees added Shapiro to the sensitive terms list. It was a Slack message. White supremacist Ben Shapiro is not. And in our report, which was pulled by YouTube, more on that later, we explained three days after this happened that this, they, the company took action on this. This was and is newsworthy information. We didn't publish personal addresses, phone numbers of these Pinterest executives, or any other private material irresponsibly, just a name, a face, 
and what happened that the public had a right to know. Later that evening, we noticed that the original 20-minute YouTube video linked by the Drudge Report directly was taken down. The reason, get this, a quote, privacy complaint. Upon our analysis of the claim, we have removed the content in question. The actual, what might be considered the smoking gun of the story, where the individual inside Pinterest actually added the pro-life group live action to the porn domain blacklist. Again, this is legitimately newsworthy information without which there may not be the story that it is. We aren't doxing anybody. We're reporting facts that the public has a right to know. They want us to censor or blur the very thing that proves that the people inside the company took the action that makes it newsworthy. Hmm. And then not only that, I mentioned this at the top of the show, Tim Poole talks about it. You can see a screenshot here in, in you know, Tim's usual video style. He's got himself on camera overlaid uh, on an overlay of the, um, of the actual story from Project Veritas's website. Tim is not revealing any new information. He is simply offering commentary on the story as he usually does. YouTube removed the video without notifying him. I think in his video, he described how he did find some email buried deep in his account. No opportunity to appeal and no real explanation either. They, they took it down because he's talking about it. You can go watch it on BitChute if you have interest. But the, the troubling precedent here is, I mean, at least in the case of James O'Keefe, he's revealing new information. Tim Pool has published no new information but for his personal analysis. That, too, is a privacy breach somehow, according to YouTube. Yeah. That's a dangerous precedent. Uh, yeah, but I think we can, at this point, it's established that the, we, the, the privacy policies, all of YouTube's policies do not apply to you if you are a centrist that is viewed as a center right, like Tim Pool, although he's center, clearly center, center left, right? Or just, I mean, just loyal to facts over narrative. I think that's a fair way to say to Tim too, like Tim cares about what's true and what's not more than he cares about supporting a particular right. political worldview. But I think we need to let go of the expectation that we're ever going to operate by the same terms and conditions as somebody like Destiny or or, any, or well, anybody else, really. Yeah. Um, it's never going to happen on any of these tech platforms. They're always going to be infiltrated with leftists that are at the helm. Uh, and we're just going to have to ride it until the wheels fall off, hope that our following is loyal enough to follow us to BitChute and Streamlabs and continue doing this on their places. I mean, this thing with Black Pigeon, which I guess we can, was that a good enough transition? That was pretty good, yeah. All right. Um, everybody knows Black Pigeon's... Uh, his channel, which was in good standing, I don't think he had any strikes. He never, like, you know, talks about things. Um, I don't, I don't want to say that are controversial. That's not true. I mean, he's he's very uh, he's careful with his words. He's careful with his words, even though he reasoned. has spicy takes for sure. Yeah, he makes yeah. high quality videos. Um, also, he's an animal lover and a vegan. He saves pigeons. Like, <laughs> I, it's just incredible to me. He just well, wakes just, up. We're regardless gone. of what you think, we're talking about opinions. Yeah, we're not talking about threats or advocacy of crime. We're talking about opinions. Um, Channel totally deleted, uh, no notice. And I think that YouTube was actually no specific video was um, pointed out in in the the email that he got from YouTube saying that his channel was deleted. It just I think it was just general like. Yeah, the the notification people saw while his channel was gone was this account has been terminated due to multiple or severe violations of YouTube's policy promoting hate speech. 
That's so absurd. That's such a weird way to phrase it, too. Not even engaging in hate speech, but promoting Promoting hate speech. What does that mean? Hate speech is cool, and you guys should do it. Am I banned now? I mean, what is that? Well, that's what they were saying in that New York Times article, like being peripheral to hate speech, um, being borderline Borderline content. Right. So what I think what they're clearly doing, his channel was back up within 48 hours, 24 hours? Something like that. Yeah, it was pretty quick. It was pretty quick. But I think what they were doing was testing the waters, like, how pissed are going to people be? Are people going to be if we delete this channel with five hundred thousand subscribers? Yeah. Uh, the answer to that, real pissed. Like, well, it's interesting curious. because Stephen Crowder talks about this a lot. People assume larger channels like we have some contact point with YouTube. No, we don't. There's nobody who I know at YouTube. There's nobody I can go to if I have a problem like this. I've had to do exactly what Black Pigeon Speaks had to do in this case, which is go to Twitter and bitch at them. Yeah. And get enough people to chime in until they respond. And Team YouTube eventually did that. And they said, following up, just heard back uh, that after another review, your channel has been reinstated. Appreciate you bringing this to our attention. Well, first of all, if there was another review, it was already at your attention. Yeah. Second of all, you're telling me you had a review and didn't notify him of it. There was a review that led to this termination, but he was not notified of that. Is that what I'm supposed to believe? So you can just delete a man's career's worth of, of whoops yeah yeah of of publication and just say well we don't really have a specific reason why and if you bitch loud enough on twitter maybe we'll bring it back i don't know we'll see just complain a lot i mean this is this is silliness it's clear that they're making it up as they go along because of susan wiki wiki doing the exact same thing at the highest level she just makes it up as she goes along and, and she won't stand for any work, principle though. Yeah, that, that, that's fine. Like, I, I want these companies to to run themselves into the ground because being lame to younger generations is the kiss of death. And censorship always to every generation is lame. Mm-hmm. Also, I'd like to point out that, like, communist 20th, 19th century communist nations were relatively ineffective at preventing the spread of information. Like, people should try to do it now. Try to do it with, with, with torrents and with dark web. It's like... There's no way there's, there's absolutely no way they're going to be able to control the information effectively. Yeah. Um, so they're just going to make their own positions obsolete. We're all just going to transfer to BitChute as we get banned one by one. Um, and we'll just have to rebuild our platforms there. It's going to suck terribly, but we're going to do it. Yeah. It, one way or another, this will persist and YouTube can be a partner in that or not, but yeah. they're not going to kill this off. Uh, in other news, Soph is back on YouTube oh, good. after of course being, punished for was it a week or two because of the be not afraid they said you can't upload for a week or two i can't remember and then she had a school imposed imposed, embargo on uploading but now school's out and i guess she's she's uploading again um the streisand effect is upon us of course we observed it with soph and we covered it on the show the the inflation of her channel after the hit piece from buzzfeed was insane apparently it also happened with black pigeon speaks I, I read his account surged over 20,000 subscriptions, clearing a half a million after it was reinstated. Very good. So the idea that, you're just, that you've, you've covered this up or stopped it, I mean, no, it, it increases people's curiosity. This is how it always works. And my final point on all the censorship stuff, uh, Styx was talking about this earlier this week, so thanks to him for bringing this to my attention. Just in case you had any lingering doubts, get a load of this headline. Charles Koch teams up with George Soros, Patreon, and Airbnb to fight online extremism. That's right. The Charles Koch Institute is cooperating with the Soros Charitable Foundation, the ADL. Oh, 
And executives executives from Silicon Valley companies like Mozilla, Pinterest, Patreon, and Airbnb for its second annual, quote, after Charlottesville summit in San Francisco. The focus of this year's summit is best practices to fight against hate and extremism online. This is legitimately a who's who of the biggest political villains in the country. Everyone hates these people, regardless of whether it's justified or not. So if you think this online censorship issue is going to be handled responsibly and productively, consider your allies in the effort. Consider who's on your team. Unbelievable. Like this is this is full clown world type stuff. The idea that the biggest villain of the left and the biggest villain of the right are are hand in hand like that meme for online censorship. And yet we still have people on the left who are acting like they're fighting the man or something like that. No, you are the man. You're on the team of the man. 100%. It's always the ADL, isn't it? <laughs> You'd love to be a fly on the wall at the ADL meeting. I I know I would. But man, we're quickly running out of time. Do you want to take uh, another break? Yeah, fine. Take this bot run? thing has gotten totally out of control. I want to say, uh, oh, is it? Is, is uh, they're still around? We haven't got it figured out. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty bad. Um, any uh, way that you can block uh, links while I'm reading the super chat? Um, maybe I will say thank you to our top contributors over on D Live, Senti, Whiskey, and Rusty. Thanks for hanging out over there. I'm gonna open up the treasure chest for you guys so you can get your rewards. Thanks for tuning in over there, and I will I will work on it if you want to start. Oh, Sargon's in the chat. What's up, Sargon? Hey, Sargon. Uh, awesome. Come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Olson officially back in the army, leaving for training in a month. Also, Matt and I went on a romantic date to Fountain Pen Factory where Matt blew his ankle over my face. God damn it. Um, wow. And you sent that twice, Austin. I'm sorry. Oh, if it went through. T- yeah. If, if that's a problem, uh, send me an email. We'll get it. We'll get it figured out. God, there's a fly in this room. Uh, Provost Pilnit, Senator Steve Daines and Senator K- Kevin Kramer introduced a constitutional amendment to ban a flag desecration June 14th. Oh, Trump Steve said he Daines is behind it. it. Yes. And it's a no brainer. Free speech question mark. No, we did dodge on this a little bit. Um, it's footage that really really pisses me off but has to remain legal yeah i agree uh, fat hooligan that leaked footage of matt wow can somebody get this man a hit piece already ha ha he's trying his best and his love of hitler apparently is not going to do it for everybody fine <laughs> um <laughs> haven't abridged too far far too hard thanks Trump Kevin. cures cancer thousands of doctors and scientists now unemployed <laughs> that's that is what the headline would be um max max hi guys a first time donator just wanted to thank legalized for the fountain pen recommendations keep it up man you guys are monsters jason edward i like this show that is all we're glad um plum logan the figs can have a whole month and in exchange we get the purge (laughs) (laughs) i think i got the links taken care of by the way okay great so we'll see Um, if the problem persists uh, Matt Dath, congratulations to Dankula and Sue getting married. Congratulations to the future Mr. and Mrs. Matt Christian. Oh, I heard about Dankula. Yeah, good. That's so good for, great. That's still the same for Dankula. It's still the same girlfriend at the center of the pug controversy, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a story they'll have for their grandchildren, I hope. Oh, they should tell that story at that wedding. If they're yeah, adorable. congratulations um, to them. Who else got married? Oh, Bering and, uh, and Sugar Tits got They married. did as well, yeah. Uh, Daniel Bennington, Matt and I once made love. He asked me if I wanted to have an eventful weekend. He proposed to me and now his throat's sore. Uh, yeah, the, it's roughly factual. Yeah. <laughs> Downskated. I could think basically of, true. I could think of anything worthwhile. Any thoughts on the winners of the Stanley cup and the NBA finals? 
yes, I have thoughts. I don't care at all, even though I'm from St. Louis. You pick the two sports I don't pay attention to in any way. At least people fight in hockey, though. Uh, the only thing I can say about the the NBA Finals is, you know, it's always cool to see a team win for the first time. However, I fully buy the conspiracy theory that the NBA is rigged, not just the NBA draft lottery, but the NBA itself. So somehow, some way, the everybody NBA should play sports, not watch sports. Wanted the Raptors to win. What? Um, Kevin Flanagan, I will read this one. Ha ha, shout your abortion. At least we're not speaking German. This is what your grandparents bled for. This is what millions of Americans die for. That is a spicy take. Actually, I, I was thinking about this stuff a lot in, as the Vox apocalypse was breaking out. And I legitimately was kind of down for like half a day yeah. because I was seeing all this D-Day memory stuff. Yeah. And I, I listened to, what was I listening to? I listened to Shapiro's show with some D-Day veterans and just the descriptions of what they endured. And I thought, my God, man, like the, the, what these men went through to preserve a society that they, they had to believe was worth preserving for their own sanity in that moment, which is a fully insane moment. Yeah. The idea that, of the sacrifice and the gore that they personally witnessed so that we could create a society where this fancy man gets to tell us what words are okay or aren't. I just, it bothered me because I, I was thinking, I hope they would forgive us. Uh, I yeah, I doubt they will. I mean, that's an immense sacrifice. Uh, and then what about all the young people that have died in, in pointless wars in faraway countries where it didn't matter whether or not we were there? I mean, it, we've made horrible foreign policy mistakes yeah. and it's translated to this um, to this degenerate culture. And yeah. the- I made that video, is America worth saving? And like, I'm looking at this country and I'm like, I should reconnect with my European heritage because this shit, it doesn't matter anymore. Well, I will still there. As I've said, there's no country I'd rather live in. I don't think there's any country that gets its values more right than this one does. Yeah, but it doesn't matter but, if we can't retain the fundamental values and principles. Upon I know we got to figure it was built. We got to figure it out. We got to figure it out because it's so depressing. the idea that men of that generation watched their brothers in arms be maimed in front of them yeah. and lived to be 90 years old to describe it still teary eyed to this day. Meanwhile, we're supposed to submit to the supposed pain of some man in a dress who can't handle words. Yeah, I know. It, it was legitimately depressing to me. Uh, yeah, it's it's really sad. And I don't really know if there's much that we can do. I mean, we're trying with like our little show. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. And I will say before we move on that one of the reasons that I push um, the constraints of free speech so far and I try to have some spicy takes is I think that it really does matter that people say what they want, even if it's offensive, even if it's offensive, of because course. being offended, it's part of uh, having a culture of free speech. It's learning how to deal with offense. And a lot of time it's part of having your thoughts challenged. Yeah. There's yeah. that discomfort. I get, it's not often fun, especially if it's like ridicule directed at you. Who I said life that. is supposed to be fun but, though? Is that the expectation yeah. or a culture of life that you're always supposed to be happy and everything's supposed to be fun? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you can't handle jokes on the internet, good luck throwing the tragedy that life throws at you. Yeah. Cause by the way, it will throw tragedy. At oh, you. Yeah, I don't yeah. care who you are. It's coming your way. Yeah. If you live a long time, everybody, you know, around you is like going to die. Yeah, so it, get used to a life of tragedy. It's just the way things play out. Yeah. Um, Zom food says, are we at a point where a woman gets pregnant solely by having an abortion to brag about? Wait, what? Are we to the point where a woman gets pregnant? Oh, for the reason. Yeah, conceivably. Yeah, no, no pun intended. Conceivably, yes. Well, there was that blogger a few years ago who got pregnant so she could blog about the abortion. And Lena Dunham saying, I wish I had had one. Yeah. For the social points. I still, I'm, 
I don't know where this compassion for Lena Dunham is coming lately. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yes, stop it. Um, Ken Nichols says, years into watching, I have got to know, Blonde, why do you call Matt Skag and why? Next time I'll ask about the history of the Matt and I thing. Um, I call him Skag because that was his old channel. It was my online moniker when I was doing, like when I started just doing hobby video game stuff. It's still my gamer tag to this day. Yeah. So Blonde's like the only person in the world who calls me that, but that's, I'm going to keep, it's because I have a lot of mats in my life. There are several of us in any given life scenario. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rainier Chen. Hi guys. Do you like the chink joke certification? I sent you it was approved <laughs> by the great thought leader of us Chinese alt rights. I don't know if I saw really it. Spicy takes and forbidden knowledge. That was the spiciest thing you've ever said on the show. Uh, no, that's not true. I said, Conversationally I, I once said Jack Conti is not a white N word, but I oh, gave right. it the hard R. You did. Yeah. How do you, um, let's do one more. Uh, fake name McGee, 50 word character minimum for comments to limit trolls. Does he really think it's going to work that way? You're going to see them taking whatever the comment was and copy and pasting it until it's 50. That's probably true. Yeah. And um, we're going to get some really articulate, like deep trolling. Too. You can't, again, respectfully, Jordan Peterson, you can't stop the internet. Don't yeah. try. It's a, it's a real boomer take. But, but I, I am okay with the idea of like, allow some like upvotes and downvotes and maybe like putting the downvoted ones behind a click wall to sort of curate for quality without outright deleting things. All right. Maybe something like that. I don't like that. Like that. I don't like that. Well, at all. the other side, if you don't do anything, you end up with age uh, with, um, with what Arabic porn everywhere, <laughs> whatever we're doing right now. Yeah. But so, you can, uh, you, you as a creator, can uh can deal with spam yourself i mean there there can be spam filters i suppose i mean any solution that is more creator empowered i'm in favor of that's why i've always said especially with twitter the answer is not censoring people the answer is giving the individual user as much control to mute block curate their yeah, own experience yeah. and the for up and themselves down thing that how is that going to affect spam because most spam is going to get no engagement it's not like yeah we're going to downvote it and it's not necessarily a indicator of quality. That is to say, if I go post a sincere and legitimate criticism on some leftist channel, that's not insulting at all. Odds are it's going to get heavily downvoted. And the same is true on my channel too. Like if yeah. some, if some social justice warrior came and said something that's not even insulting or out of line, it's, These it's going to get downvoted. Seem arbitrary at best. Hmm. Um, okay. I'll check in on Streamlabs real quick and then we'll hop into the, the last uh, topics of the stream tonight. Uh, let's see. Phil says after Lewiston, Maine was invaded by thousands of Somalis for the last 15 years, Portland wanted their own Africans. So they are bringing in the Africans that were crossing the Mexican border and, uh, pausing at San Antonio. What could possibly go wrong? Okay. So I need to check in on this story. This is news to me. Oh man. B law says, congratulations to both of you. Well, thank you. And Redicus says, I hate to put on my tinfoil hat, but Veritas has published people's name and position on every undercover video, CNN, Twitter, and others. So this has the making of getting too close to the Silicon Valley bigwigs. The villagers are coming. They have your torches. That's true. There's nothing about this video that was outside of the James O'Keefe usual. It yeah. was in the traditional format, sort of the, the usual findings. There was nothing that was particularly inflammatory. And of course, as he mentioned, no uh, odd or, or, or noteworthy, unique personal information revealed. It, it, it does make one wonder what was unique about this one to get it banned. 
uh, it so, was super duper damaging to a giant tech firm. But, but a lot of the other ones have been too. Yeah, I think that somehow this was more damaging than Twitter. Hmm. At least because we all knew the Twitter thing was going on. This Pinterest thing came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe people even use the website, but I guess they do. It's for chance. Uh, <laughs> stupid scandal of the week. I mentioned this earlier. Catch me up on how this, pri this rainbow flag at U.S. embassies controversy developed. Yeah, we'll play the clip in a second, but NBC News reported yesterday that the State Department was denying all requests to fly the flag from embassy flagpoles, the rainbow flag. I want to take the rainbow back. It's so pretty, you know? <laughs> Several American embassies and diplomats are defying the policy in the spirit of the Trump administration's reported prohibition editorializing. I think that I got this from like CNN or something. Against flying rainbow colors from embassies in honor of June's LGBTQ Pride Month. We should watch this Pence clip. I thought he handled this beautifully. Yeah, so Mike Pence is asked about this because the narrative is that the pride flag or the rainbow flag is uniquely banned. Yeah. That there's some directive you will not. And I mean, in this instance, perhaps that could be true. Reality is they're U.S. embassies. You will fly the U.S. flag. That's it. Yeah. End of somehow list. that's anti-LGBT. Here's an NBC reporter asking Mike Pence about it. It is Pride Month. Did the administration direct U.S. embassies not to fly the Pride flag? I'm uh, aware that the State Department indicated that on the flagpole of our American embassies that one flag should fly, and that's the American flag, and I support that. To the LGBTQ community who feels as though that runs counter to the president celebrating Pride Month in his tweet? Well, I, look, as the president said on the night we were elected, uh, we're proud to be able to serve every American. We both feel that way very passionately, but uh, when, when it comes to the American flagpole at American embassies and capitals around the world, having the one American flag fly, I think is the right decision. And we put no restrictions on displaying any other flags or any other, any other displays at our embassies beyond that. Yeah, just fly the U.S. flag, dude. None of these special interest crap. And this stupid, this ridiculous reporter's question that does that does that go contrary to the president tweeting out support for Pride Month? You see the similar question or claim from Glad in this particular Huffington Post article. Remember last week when Donald Trump was pretending to celebrate Pride Month as though in order to support, again, what I thought this was supposed to be all about, which is just legal equality for gay people. Yeah. which has been the case for Achieve, several years right. now that you have to put up the special flag during the special month, because this isn't about equality anymore. It's about special perks and everyone bowing before the glory that is being gay or being trans or whatever it is. I'm so tired of this crap. Would you ask a similar let, is let's say the president doesn't want to put up the American cancer society flag at the embassies during cancer awareness week or whatever, breast cancer awareness, whatever the cause is, does that mean he's in favor of cancer? No, it means one flag flies at the U S embassy because right. that place is a representation of the United States of America. Meaning guess what? The United States of America flag flies. And who does the United States of America flag represent? All Every of us. American citizen. Right. Every single one. So I'm tired of this crap that it's it's a slap in the face or something. Well, Pride Month is made so, up. It's, it's made, made up. And it's so counterproductive because if these special interest groups would have just taken their equality under the law and shut their 
goddamn mouths, yeah. then none of this would have happened. And and now they're just going to go too far and it's going to, I know I've said zeitgeist like 10 times already in this episode, but it's going to shift the zeitgeist. It's going to change the, the cultural, uh, the Overton window, um, move it towards the right because everybody's sick of hearing about this. If they would have just taken the equality and been like, thanks, now we're going to like stop shoving this in your face all the time. and be Which I was on board with and still am, by the way. I don't want legal distinctions. I don't want legal rights different based on sexual orientation or whatever. But but yeah, that's where you lose me. Stop making me say how cool you are every five right. seconds. And where the hell do you draw the line when you're talking about the representation of this country? I was listening to Shapiro and I thought he had a, a smart hypothetical, which is why stop here? Why not demand that during Pride Month, the American soldier has a rainbow flag on his shoulder? Yeah, they're not they're not ever going to stop. Why? Would, would it be hateful to say yeah. that? We're not going to put rainbow flags on our, on our, on our soldiers or do those, there's the flag on the soul uh, on the shoulder of the soldier. That's hard to say flag on the shoulder of the soldier represent American values and every single American. That's what it's supposed to represent. Not stupid, special interests. You're not, you don't get special perks. It's your dumb special month. That's made up. I'm just sick of this crap. Stop shoving it in my face. You're a normal person. You deserve the same legal rights as everybody else. You have them shut the hell up and go on with your normal life. So Ben had a, had a good take about this. Uh, what do you say about Iran? <laughs> it was definitely the Iranians. No questions asked. <laughs> no, to be fair, I don't think he called for military action. He's very skeptical that uh, that's what the administration wants to characterize his take accurately. What so he's does not, he want? I don't think he has advocated military intervention if I'm not mistaken, but yes, He's definitely on board with the uh, the idea that it was conclusively the Iranians. I am just wondering for no particular reason. I know. I wouldn't assume otherwise. Uh, anything else to say on the rainbow flag? No, I mean, I almost wanted to kick this story out because I'm like, this is so absurd. It's all he's it saying pe- is that we are all Americans. But Pence handled but that really well. That's treated as controversial and hateful, what he just yeah. said. That, listen, the American flag represents everybody. No, that's hateful. Put up the special flag because it's the special month. Fuck off, dude. I want my special month then. Oh my God, why are there so many bugs in here? <laughs> Is it a fly getting at you or what? Yeah, that, that seemed bigger than a fly. I'm having a Barack Obama moment here. All right. Well, I've been eager to talk about this story. What's the Barack Obama reference? I don't think I know that Remember that, that infamous press conference where the fly was on his face? Oh yeah, wasn't it like a cool Obama moment or something like that? Didn't I guess didn't so. he brush it away in a cool way, or was it that it stayed there without him? I think it stayed there for a little while, and he didn't brush it off. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, whatever. Okay. Anyway, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, AOC, as the cool kids call her, not even six months on the job, she's already lobbying uh, for an increase in her personal pay—not just her pay, but every member of Congress. Which, by the way, they make one hundred seventy-four thousand dollars. Do congressional uh, or do do Congress members? So this all started with Democrats introducing a bill to raise the pay, the compensation of members of Congress. It was pulled after backlash, and in a series of tweets Tuesday, AOC advocated for what she calls a quote cost of living increase for these members of Congress. This was in response to Open Markets Institute fellow Matt Solar, who said quote. You get what you pay for, and if you cut the pay of public servants for a decade, you get bribery and corruption. 
it should be noted, uh, nobody's cutting their pay. It's just their pay has not been raised since 2009. So I guess they're making the argument that not adjusting for cost of living is a de facto pay cut. I suppose that's the argument they're making. But the core of the argument here is hilarious. It goes like this. If you don't pay congressmen enough, they will have to resort to corrupt means of income in order to survive. So here's AOC explaining how this theory works. This is why there's so much pressure to turn to lobbying firms and to cash in on, on member mm-hmm. service after people leave because, um, because precisely of, of this issue. So it may be politically convenient and it may make you look good in the short term for mm-hmm. saying, oh, we're not voting for pay increases, but we should be fighting for pay increases for every American worker. Everybody should get uh, cost of living increases to accommodate for the changes in our economy. And then when we don't do that, it only increases the pressure on members to exploit loopholes like insider trading loopholes to make it on the back end. You can vote against the cost of living adjustment all you want. You're the finance person. Is there an insider trading loophole or is it just illegal insider trading? Uh, no, insider I've, trading is definitely illegal. Okay, um, I've just, was, I, I shouldn't assume like, she knows more than I do. This seemed like a veiled threat. Like, well, first of all, people in Congress are going to resort to illegal money-making schemes irrespective of the amount of money they make. Yeah. Um, it's just pure greed, uh, the person that's drawn to congressional jobs. Um, but what she's talking about seems like a veiled threat to me. Like, uh, we need to make more money or we're going to continue to perpetuate this culture of white-collar crime. It's almost blackmail <laughs> she's, like, yeah. Yeah. she's got a little bit more to add here. And it'll yeah, look yeah. good on its surface, but it will. every cost of living adjustment that that gets bypassed is voting to increase the pressure to exploit loopholes and legal loopholes to kind of lean on other ways to enrich oneself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to phrase it another way, as you were saying. Did she say enrich myself? Enrich oneself. Oh, well, that's pretty bad. Uh, we have to steal more of your money and pump it into politics to get the money out of politics. That's what she's saying right there. Uh, more money into D.C. will reduce corruption since, of course, more money in D.C. and politics generally has always led to reduced political corruption so embarrassing you know justice democrats are like what are you saying shut your mouth it it does seem entirely contrary to everything else that she stands for i suppose the angle she's going with is listen i'm a worker just like anybody else and i'm entitled to my living wage by the way i I get it dc is expensive i've lived in a similar city in the bay area i was not making one hundred seventy-four thousand dollars, and i made ends meet it wasn't glamorous but you can live pretty well even in D.C. on $174,000 base salary. Not to mention you could probably speak. You could probably write a book. You can do all sorts of things that are not exploitative legal loopholes and uh, morally shady or legally or ethically shady. I don't shady. quite know uh, what she's talking about. She just specifically mentioned insider trading. But she says illegal and legal loopholes to lean on. What is an illegal loophole? If it's illegal, it's not a loophole. Right. Doesn't she say illegal loophole? I can't remember. I, uh, I, this was totally nonsensical. I don't know what she was talking about. I mean, except for the insider trading. Well, here's an idea. We've talked about it before. I would be in favor and I still am because this comes up in the context of um, term limits and stuff, which I'm conflicted about. On the one hand, I don't like career politicians. On the other, I want states to be able to choose their representation under whatever terms they want. So, one way to get around that or to to get de facto term limits or a higher likelihood of congressional 
of, of members of Congress retiring voluntarily is drastically reducing congressional salaries and benefits, as oh, in zero. So Live Chat was saying that Congress has an um, insider trading exemption. Really? And it seems that that's true. Congress tells court that Congress can't be investigated for insider trading. In 2012, members of Congress pat themselves on the back for passing Stock Act, Stock Act, a bill meant to curb insider trading for lawmakers and their staff. So it seems like there's some truth to that. Okay, so to be fair to her, maybe there is some, but the point stands. You can't say pay me more or I'll resort to ethically questionable questionable behavior in order to enrich right. myself. How about no? Here's the answer. You get zero pay. I'd be in favor of legitimately zero pay for members of Congress. I understand they have staff. The staff are workers. They'll, they'll have to be. I understand it's more complicated than that. But the point is you should have to build something as in your own livelihood, your own career, before going to D.C. to tell everyone else how to build and run and manage theirs. Uh, and this would reduce the incentives and luxury of being in Congress. And my hope would be that it would foster more citizen politicians, more uh, volunteers, more civil servants who right, right. take time off from their careers and then return to them. And Listen, reduce you make... the likelihood that somebody her age ends up in Congress. Yeah, and that that's her counter is, well, I'm a worker just like anyone else. I should be taken care of. I mean, kind of. You, you're, you're a public servant. That's how you want to be characterized. Well, maybe you should just be a voluntary servant. Maybe it right. should be more like volunteer work as opposed to a career. Because this career politician angle of just vote, give me more money so that I can make the system less corrupt, that's an angle I don't think any of us should be on board with. You should be there because you're established and because you can be there and because you want to take some time off and be a public servant, not because this is your method of building your wealth. She clearly views this as building her wealth. Right. I mean, Andrew Yang, um, I don't know if he was talking about Congress, maybe it was just the presidency, but he was talking about drastically increasing pay, but making it impossible to use the position um, as a bridge to other money making opportunities in the future, like no How, speeches. Though? How? How do you enforce that? No I'm speeches. I'm sure you'd have to sign some sort of extensive contract. Uh, if I misrepresented him in the live chat, let me know. But I, I don't thought know if that I heard was, him explain that. That was I saw him on Tucker explaining it. I thought it was uh. an interesting idea. But it, it really like how this was all designed was to have citizens uh, intermittently because of their love of country do these jobs. Exactly. That's yeah. what I want. So uh, I'm open to different ideas, but it should not be attractive because it makes you rich and able to live a life of luxury or honestly, even comfortable. This is not, this should not be a job that you get, uh, in, in the career sense, I suppose mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. It need, I want to, I want it to be structured more like charity or a voluntary work rather than career choice. Right. That's the aim I'm, I'm hoping for. And $174,000. It's a lot of money. Uh, when I was living in New York, I was making like less than half of that. And oh, I was making, yeah, I was making nothing in the Bay yeah. and it paying a ridiculous tight, rate. But you know, yeah, I didn't I, have roommates and stuff. Like I, I, lived, I lived in a 450 square foot studio. It was, a, it was a glorified dorm room. You just have to downsize. And she lives in a really nice apartment. Like, yeah, it's, really nice. it's fine. Uh, oh, it, it is that time. Um, which by the way, the Pink Panther people are still picking their fight. So if you listen to this later on YouTube and the Pink Panther sounder is not playing, that's because literally it's not an automatic detection. The, the copyright holder of the Pink Panther jingle is watching every single episode of this and manually detecting where the 15 seconds of the Pink Panther jingle has been played. Even though it's fair use, even though there's no money 
at stake because there aren't ads playing on this. Someone it's incredible. Who do you think it is? I don't know, but this is a message to that person. Like, talk to your superior and let them know this is just a waste of time. It's yeah. stupid. And I don't care. It's a fight I'm willing to pick uh, or at least stand up for on principle. So come and get me. He will never stop because this is principle based. It's like a play. dog with a bow. The nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? I'd play it a second time just on principle if it wasn't too long already. <laughs> But the but literally they make the claim and then I have to go into the episode after the fact and snip out How the 15 seconds out of the two hour plus stream because someone at the Pink Panther copyright holder is mad that a minute segment of an ages old jingle has been played. I know it's it's got to be in the public domain by now. It's a it's a meme uh, in and of itself. So I'm going to keep doing it. I don't care. I like knowing that they watch this show for that purpose. And by the way, with no more referrals, we're going to need all the views that we can get. So thanks for tuning yeah. in. Thanks. Uh, our friend Andy No, who does a great job, you should uh, you should follow him and check him out. Uh, he's um he's he's been on the show before, although you weren't there. Uh, I talked to Andy No like a year and change ago, but Is he's it a great during time. my honeymoon, I think. Yeah, I forget why you couldn't be there, but uh, he's a great independent journalist. Writes over at Quillette. He chronicles a lot of great hoax hate cases, interesting hoax hate cases. And this one out of Beverly, Massachusetts, there's a restaurant called Bonefish Harry's. They made a Facebook post this week and a picture of a letter allegedly sent to the restaurant regarding its rainbow flag for Pride Month. Uh, Portions of the letter you can see on your screen here read, uh, these are supposedly patrons of the restaurant. Imagine our disappointment when we saw a rainbow flag hanging outside your restaurant. Uh, the author claims he and the family had been regular patrons. Quote, it means simply that we will not be patronizing your eating place again because you have chosen to publicly support activity which is immoral. My hope is that you'll give more thought to the question and take down your flag. Perhaps then we will reconsider whether we and our family will again <laughs> come to enjoy Bonefish Harry's as a restaurant instead of regarding it as a misguided virtue signaling establishment. The restaurant owners posted a comment on Facebook with the photo uh, of the letter, the owners of the restaurant say, we consider this letter as an attempt to bully us, to remove our flag and to slander our business. We will not stand for this type of behavior and we will never give in to this type of unaccepting, bigoted, uh, unaccepted, bigoted people. We will always stand side by side with everyone in our community. We will continue to fly this flag and be, uh, and we are proud to show our support for all our community members i don't know the, man this might be it is, is it proven fake yet well there's more to the story oh, okay. because admittedly the letter there it is the letter is um i don't know maybe more eloquent than some of these other proven fakes it doesn't say like uh fuck you and your faggotism whatever that yeah. one letter said before yeah yeah some of the classics in hoax hate history this facebook post generated ten thousand reactions 5,000 comments and 4,500 shares. Some users suggested it was a publicity stunt. So the Salem News there in Massachusetts attempted to locate a person because this letter was signed Owen Donaldson of Beverly, Massachusetts. So they searched for a person by the name of Owen Donaldson living in Beverly or anywhere on the North Shore. But a search of public records, including the city clerk's resident, uh, resident list for Beverly and several area communities, property records, 
phone listings, social media, and general internet search showed nobody by that name living in the area. The restaurant owners also are no longer answering inquiries. About I don't know. I mean, wouldn't you use an alienist, an alienist, an alias if you were going to write something like this? Um, my skepticism about this being hoax hate is that the letter is super nice. And because every time I pass like a Thai restaurant with a gay flag, I'm like, why? I just want some fucking Thai food. Like, I can't be the only person that's like, I just want to get dinner from somebody that doesn't have a political agenda. It was super nice and eloquent. And like most of these hoax hates are like, fuck you, die, faggot. And stuff <laughs> but like that's, that. that's why I, I, I feel pretty confident about being a hoax. First of all, who spends that much time writing this type of letter? Somebody, a uh, Christian, an older Christian man that's legitimately pissed off that everybody's I, politicizing this. I think they want the virtue points during Pride Month, but they know in the post-Jesse Smollett era, you got to be more subtle about this sort of thing. Yeah, so they maybe. Want and it then to be virtue more believable. signaling is in quotations, which I thought was strange. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. And then um, they did tweet it out and they showed the name uh, openly, which you yes. probably wouldn't do. Um. <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't buy this one. I think this one is a, is a clearer case of a hoax, but I'll okay. my words when the, when the time, when, uh, when the proof comes out, if we ever get that, cause they're not talking anymore. So you think they're upping but their game? I think this is a, this is a example of a hoax letter that is more aware of the scrutiny that is applied to these things these days. And so it's trying to be more subtle. That's the way I read it. Well, they're getting but I just don't it, buy that anybody who legitimately holds these views you're going to send a stupid letter. Nobody sends letters like this for any reason. You just go talk to the people. You tell me you've sent a letter. No, but I've seriously thought about sending letters like this before. <sighs> I don't know. Um, and I would never leave my real name. I'd be like a combination of some name. Well, I'm Owen I, Donaldson is like a really white sounding name. Though. I'm personally more confident about this case than the second case. Okay. I think this is more debatable, but the reason I show it is because of one particular term that the alleged victim of the hate in this case uses to describe the vandalism on his property. We'll get to that in a moment. This is a case out of Pearland, Texas, outside of Houston. A black homeowner claims a fence he shares with another black homeowner was vandalized with racial hatred. This after both homes have had rocks thrown uh thrown through their windows one very recently and one about six months ago here's the description this is what was on my fence when i woke up this morning stefan garrett lives with his wife and daughters in the spring meadows neighborhood in pearland he was shocked to find racist and vulgar language spray painted on the fence shared between he and his neighbor who also happens to be black it says get and then there's the swat sticker behind me but it's not just the SWAT sticker. There's the SWAT sticker right there. That's a swastika you get at an Asian restaurant, I think, a SWAT sticker. But you'll notice that the SWAT sticker is... Not in the correct orientation. No, it is. It's correctly oriented, just not the right angle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oriented correctly, but not, not tilted appropriately. Yes, exactly. Okay. Anyway, there's more. The graffiti Stefan is worried about. Someone also threw a rock through his neighbor's window last night. Stefan says six months ago, someone threw a rock through his window too. First, we just took it as some kids, you know, being kids. But uh, once I saw this, you know, it was time for me to uh, deal with reality. And the reality of it is, you know, even though we've come a long way as a nation, we still have a long way to go. It's not a coincidence. It, it's, um, it's just... Um, 
something that is a part of our society. Even though he's worried for he and his family's safety, he believes society can change one heart at a time and won't let this define where he lives. Well, I think Pearland is a beautiful community. I think the people of Pearland, for the most part, are great people. I just think that sometimes a few bad apples can spoil the whole bunch. Hmm. Well, a uh, couple reasons it may be a hoax. I find it odd that he had his home attacked six months ago, but made apparently no security efforts to catch the perpetrator. A rock through a window, though. What are you going to yeah, do? To be fair, to be fair, yeah. You might, you might just let that slide. But I did find it odd, all the, the virtue signaling and broad social statements that came out of it. Oh, this is definitely common. I don't know who did this or why, but it's definitely commentary on broad social problems that this is clearly representative of. However, in his defense... As we mentioned, the swastika was <laughs> properly oriented. But I also searched for a little bit for a GoFundMe or any sort of personal enrichment. Haven't seen it. Okay. So I got to maintain at least like 50%. He didn't tweet, we gon' be rich? Not that I saw. Okay. So for I people can't... people that haven't watched the show for that long, that actually happened in like like 20 hoax hate cases ago. It, it, if you ever hear the sounder, I can't believe that somebody could have like so much hate in their heart. That was that case. Yeah. She they, tweeted, we gone be rich. Or her, her family member did. G-O-N or G-U-N actually. And then they had pictures with the red spray paint itself in the background. In the background. <laughs> and they spray painted their car, but they left the rims alone because those aren't covered by insurance. There will never be a hoax hate that's better than that one. <laughs> There are, there are a few legends. We should revive the legends someday yeah. and make a, a definitive ranking of the top <laughs> ones. Uh, but yes, I just, I just wanted to, to visit the term SWAT sticker. SWAT sticker. Yeah. SWAT stickers and spring rolls. All right. Uh, that's all I got. All right. Coming up on two hours. And my, my voice miraculously lasted the stream. So I feel pretty good. Uh, let's do some super chats. Uh, fake name McGee says also Richard Spencer is an enormous idiot, but if he hasn't allowed his free speech, his ideas can't be taken down. He fell off pretty hard after his real collectivist ideas got out there. Um, hmm. to be fair though, he's been always the same in his, in his worldview. He's always talked about, um, collectivism in Germany. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's really changed his perspective that much. He was just yeah. misrepresented. Well, but that's the thing is like Richard Spencer, it's the reason he comes up is because he's persistently vilified by media, not because yeah. he's supremely influential. And the question is, is he not supremely influential because of the censorship efforts or is he not supremely influential because people don't find his ideas particularly compelling? I would right. argue the latter. Yeah. So just let him talk and people will be like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I've listened <laughs> to plenty of debates with him. And I understand his perspective. That's not to say I endorse it. I understand his reasoning and I don't agree with the collectivist portions of it. And the idea that you'll accomplish some of his goals voluntarily, that is to say without coercion or violence. Right, right. He, he believes that he can, which is another way that he's mischaracterized. They say he's like inherently violent. Remember in the, the good fight show where he's, he's, he's portrayed as saying brothers get them. And he incites a riot or whatever. It's like, no, I mean, everything he says is nonviolent. Right. And he's I clearly think, been made a patsy by the media. Yeah. Um, but, but if you think that Richard Spencer's practical irrelevance is because of successful censorship efforts, I beg to differ, man. I think it's sunlight. I yeah. think it's sunlight that caused that. Um, Hiragam says this wouldn't be an issue if we'd conquered Iran 16 years ago, as we should have after Iraq and Afghanistan before Syria. 
but no, you won't let us ever win. I vehemently disagree with that. Um, here, here also says hypocrisy. You guys whine about European terror attacks and grooming gangs, but then whine whenever we fight Islam at its source. I want us in a war with Iran 16 years ago. Um, no, I don't, I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that you have to, that, that one, uh, necessitates the other. Why would I have to say, I think Islamic values are bad. And I also think the solution is to leave those bad values alone on the other side of the planet. Why yeah. is that mutually exclusive? I don't think that by going and instigating conflict that, uh, it, it, am I supposed to believe that you think you can mil militarily eradicate fundamentalist Islam? You go right ahead. Absolutely. Um, go. No, and that has been the folly of, of, uh, of America of the past, this, um, this world policing, this attitude that every nation, irrespective of average IQ or uh, feelings about, uh, about tyranny and, and authoritarianism, that they're all going to be easily democratized. It, it's like, it's so stupid. We, sh we shouldn't be doing stuff like that. And my problem with Islam is that Muslims are coming to Western nations and trying to change said Western nations. Now, I understand that we have messed with a lot of their countries and we kind of deserve to some degree what we get. That is the, a new those understanding. Those were also of mistakes, mine. but that's the perspective that we're saying. Like right. we should not have created that mess in the first place. Yes, I could not agree yeah. more. Um, that's not right. So Matt and I made love during Aladdin. Nope, can't do it this week. You went and watched Aladdin, Matt. <laughs> ha ha, what a total no, that was. No, I didn't go this week. I went during opening weekend. Never he went with his fiance too, so it's less gay. That's true. All right. Robin said, I've gotten to the point where you guys are really the only ones I still watch on a regular basis on YouTube. Crowder wow. Shapiro, meh. If you guys did a daily show, I'd watch every day. If we did a daily show, it would suck. Uh, I'd have to have some help. Yeah. Uh, it's possible, but I'd have to have a lot of help. But I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Fritz Leschenbronner, the USS Maine Spanish American War, the HMS Lusitania, World War One, Battleship Row, the USS Arizona. World War II, the USS Maddox, um, Gulf of Tonkin, Vietnam War. It seems like we've seen this BS before. Don't I guess hold. I'm not aware of this like ship, this recurring ship theme. So I need to to uh, read up on these cases. Do you know about the USS Liberty? No, actually, I don't. Oh man, what's what's the like 30 second TLDR? Oh Jesus, I'm gonna get in so much trouble for this. Okay, um, I'll look at. Oh, oh, is this the one where like Israel attacked the U.S.? Yeah. In the in sixty seven or something. Uh, yes, like and this, I yeah. a bunch of people died. Uh, more than a hundred were injured, and then everybody um, they demanded that everybody never speak of it again. And it was because uh, we wouldn't get involved in some skirmish with Egypt. But what was, it was the deal? It was like mistaken identity or something. They said or? it was mistaken identity, but it was fairly obvious um, that that was not the case. They seemed to have had some kind of communication with the ship, and they knew mm. that it was American. Cue the uh, X-Files theme music. Put on I mean, it's heads. not even conspiratorial. The people uh, of the ship have come out and said, like, like we clearly were under attack by Israel. But it, the way that it's written, you should read the Wikipedia article. It's shocking. Huh. Um, Saint says, congratulations, Matt Girly hands aside, blonde. What's the deal with all the copycat <laughs> names in Missouri? It's not just there, but there are a lot of them in Missouri. Have a good night and keep it classy. What does he mean? Copycat names like of cities? Or yeah, copycat names of what? Well, there's like Mexico, Missouri, and there are some oh, cities like weird. that. I wonder hmm. if that's what he means. I don't know. I'm sorry, Saint. Um, Mark Duquesne, we need common sense voting regulation if we require passing the naturalization civics test to register. We get most of the benefit of repealing the 19th plus eliminating <laughs> much of the Democrat base. Uh, all right. Sorry. All right. Blonde's listening. Mm -hmm. 
Chris yeah. Hynett says, U.S. does the bombing and let Saudi and other anti-Iranian forces do the ground invasion. Uh, Jesus. Ooh. Uh, I, I, the threshold has not been met for me to be comfortable with, with military intervention at this Yikes. point. Whether it's, whether it's you know, people on the ground or just air support. Um, Logan Billen says, hey, Matt and Blonde, about a year ago, Matt's video, Googling Chank, came up with my recommended little that I know. The fascistic propaganda YouTube was forcing me to watch. Haven't missed a stream since. Well, thanks. Um, do my throat those those things are a day uh, or a relic of the past. The so I'm glad to know you found me that way. Um, can and, I end the show? Keep reading until you catch up with me, and then you want to take over for a little bit. Uh, I'm not prepared on. Super oh, I'll just chat, I'll just so. keep reading until. You okay, can. I'll I'll find you. Yeah, uh, J Taz GL88. Uh, as a doctor, Joe Biden curing cancer is ridiculous, but I'm willing to solve blondes blonde disease for free. No worries. Uh, Outage monkey. Sorry, I'm late to the live stream. I was still recovering from the way Matt violated me in a beautiful, loving, and painful way. <laughs> Sharp breast scorpion. Um, I found solace in your eyes. And the deepest wrinkles of your smile, I found strength to love, ear to chest. I listened to every single beat of your heart with it pumping life <laughs> from you for you to me. Faggots. You guys are so super gay. I don't know why wow. I'm judging you for this, but I am. You Matt. want me to take over? Sure. If my voice gives out, you got to bail me out, though. Okay. Hermaphrodite. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Blonde and I once made love. Here you go. On the crux of our worldview. But that was gayer than Matt's sexcapades. Billie Eilish was a good call. Glad I'll have some catching up to do with the show, even though I'm out of the psych ward from a some emoji I can't tell what it is are. I don't know. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, Billie like Eilish. That. I'm glad that was it's the soundtrack. Peanuts. From a oh, out of the psych ward from a, a nutter? Is that? <laughs> that is, I don't know. Joel Dykeman says, congrats on the engagement, Matt. Well, thank you. But don't for a minute think that the males in chat will stop making love to you. We have needs, you know. Well, she's well aware. Um, so I don't think that'll be a surprise to her. And I don't think she'll object. I, I hope Maybe. not, at least. Thank you. Jedi Ghost Bear says, in a supermarket north of Seattle, me, I'm sorry, ma'am, we're out of dry ice. Lady, how the hell am I supposed to keep my burritos frozen on my way to Las Vegas? That sounds like a, a her problem, not necessarily a you problem. What a um, weird circumstance. I can take, wait, where are you now? I'm, I'm on Matthew Rowley. Uh, um, hey, blonde, you take that gross balls comment back right the second my special feelings are now hurt. Matt's congr Matt, congrats. Who, what man thinks that they have attractive balls? Because you're all lying to yourselves. Gross. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think anybody thinks that. Insane I, person. I, I don't know. Uh, Jedi Ghost Bear. Did you already read this one? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I did. So Nathan's Some, up next. They're out of order with... Oh, weird. Okay. I got Nathan Zaleski. Uh, Congrats, Matt. Longtime listener, first time donor. Do you guys feel there's still hope for meeting in the middle of people who aren't on the extreme left and right? I hope so. I hold out hope. Uh, I still believe there are plenty of people who can be peeled off with reason and evidence. I yeah. try to try to get them. Yep. Um, so, yes, uh, I'm not full catapult just yet. Oh, I think I was wrong about the USS Liberty. Is it the wrong case? There's another case. No, no, like no. That. I was mostly right. But I think I was wrong about the Egyptian skirmish. Let me know in the oh. live chat. Um, uh, Wildcat78. Matt and I once made love during the podcast intro. Matt looked back to me and said, you're a fucking white male. Just then, Blonde walked in wearing a strap on and said, and a white female too. You guys are parents. <laughs> Listen to wow. the show. Happy Father's Day. Jared Holt what says, been watching a while. Thought I should contribute something. Sorry, no hit piece, Matt. Now Kevin Flanagan. I wish it was really Jared Holt. Yeah. Well, thank um, you. 
Don't get banned for impersonation of our Lord and Savior. Yeah. The brave and beautiful Jared Holt. Yeah, really. Uh, Dee Benham, thanks for what you do. Thank you. Uh, Kevin Flanagan. Okay. Haha, it's okay to censor saying males are men, but if you burn books about sexualizing children and doing sex changes on them, you're the bad guys. That's the world we live in. It is. Clown world. Grave (laughs) Avenue. America spent years tearing down tradition and past knowledge without thinking what it would lead to, and now here we are. I pray this gets turned around. Uh, I'm more... I have a darker take on this. I don't think that it was um, ignorance. I think it was, this was deliberate and mm. contrived. Yeah. And as I get older, I definitely hold the presumption that tradition exists for a reason too. When you're younger and you think tradition is inherently silly, like yeah. it, it's not in, it's just all arbitrary and it's not in place for any good reason. Now I'm much more inclined to look at a common practice or, or a longstanding tradition and think whether or not I agree with it right now, there's probably a reason it exists, even if yeah. I don't see it clearly. So I should make an effort to understand before making a judgment about its value. Yep. And that is mm. the folly of youth, isn't it? Um, Semper yeah. Admel, your YouTube, Twitter, are A, admitting their platforms alter someone's politics per New York Times front page story, and B, censoring conservative accounts. Why aren't libs labeling this as interference with our democracy a la Trump? Yeah. Mm. Because they, don't, uh, they aren't principles. It's just practical convenience. That's it. Exactly. Um, RFA says, I've loved watching your show for the last couple of years or so. First time donating to celebrate that and Father's Day. Here's a dad joke. Where does a mansplainer get his water? A well, actually. <laughs> Boo. Thank but thank you. Um, Ridge Severance uh, says, I've listened to you all for a solid two years now and have recommended you a lot of close friends. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks. Love the message and material that you send. Keep picking <clears throat> na- names and taking ads. We will do our best. Appreciate Somebody it. got and their message deleted. I'm straight sorry. to the ADL and Planned Parenthood, unfortunately. Hmm. Let me reload this. How is it that those get deleted, but Kevin Flanagan's don't? How is that possible? Because he's a government agent. Oh, he knows he, the ways. He, he has the he works work. at YouTube. He has the illegal loopholes that he uses. Melinda, Melinda yeah. Heron says, hi, guys. My husband and I have been watching for a couple of years. First time donating. Love you guys. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Thank you, Melinda. Um, Josiah Magnuson said, Josiah Magnuson. Josiah? I don't know. Federal employees are prohibited by the Hatch Act from making political statements in official capacities. I don't know how much more overt of a political statement you can make than flying other flags. Yes. Maybe Pence should Although have the Hatch Act seems kind of bogus anyway, but they're throwing that at Kellyanne Conway these days. Whatever. Like, it just seems like an anti-First Amendment law to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jay Rock says, if you bend over for sodomy, then you're going to get screwed. <laughs> uh, Rafael Salvador, happy Father's Day. Daddy Matt, by the way, which is going to happen first, Matt becoming a dad or blonde getting knocked up. I've told you guys, I will never, I will have children running around this house. For all you I know, there you are five of them already. Yeah, yeah. for real. Um, <clears throat> Grave Avenue. I talk with people about politics a lot. Even average people are still adopting these far left ideas and policies. I walk away each time feeling like America might be lost. You guys help not feel that. I well, really appreciate that, even though I um, talk about how we're totally screwed all the time. Yeah. They, I mean, as this community that is this show has shown, there are a lot of us out there who think similarly. It's a matter of connecting and, and sharing thoughts and spreading those thoughts. So yeah. I try not to get too pessimistic. D-Day was the low point for me. Yeah. That, was, that was as close to collapsitarian as I got. Yeah, and Matt's really helpful in kind of lifting me up when I'm like, what's even the point? It's all moved to hungry. Uh, Matthew Raleigh <laughs> says, Blonde, did you watch this week's Shapiro <clears throat> Sunday conversation? That guy said zeitgeist several times as well. I did not. 
Is it Larry Wilmore? Is that who was on this week? Which I give credit to someone for crossing the ideological line, but I find Larry Wilmore insufferable, so I don't know if I'll tune into that one. Uh, Caleb GS83, the USA should replace the American flag with the rainbow flag because that's seemingly our highest virtue and we're pushing it on the world. Yeah, seems so. Um, Why are we fighting? Why are we involved in anyone else? We're spreading the rainbow flag everywhere we go. That seems to be goal number one. XO Mount Hood. I've been calling him Zom Thud. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> AOC should simply put her bartender tip jar on her desk before she needs to share her tips with all of Congress. Yeah, that's how it works, right? Well, and if she was doing a fantastic job, perhaps people would support voluntarily. That's the whole nature of these politicians' careers. They are financed by theft fundamentally. Yeah. I get it. There are practical exemptions. But the point is she's extracting people's money, individuals' money, without their consent to fund her own lifestyle. Yep. That's why this should be a voluntary position or a volunteer position as opposed to a career position. Um, Ken, Ken Nichols says, how many, wait, did I mean, did I miss something? Uh, Scott Allen says, y'all just hit me. Sacrifice is from Sacra consecrated, mm. uh, and make sacred former Marine and wonder about what Matt asked make sacred for what huge question I'm asking now. Well, yeah. Well, thank you for serving. And I, I want to say, you know, as somebody who did not make that sacrifice, I don't know what you guys went through. I do come from a military family, but I will always wonder what it's like to go through the effort and the sacrifice that you guys made. That's not something I did personally, but for me, it's like my job as a civilian and somebody who talks about this stuff is to do my best to maintain a society that makes it worth the sacrifice that you guys made. And it is really disheartening when I feel like, fuck man, I didn't put on that uniform and it's my job to make this home a place that is a, a worthy place to protect and, and sacrifice for, for those kind of guys. And yeah. so that does get that does get to me when I feel like, Jesus, dude, what what are what was all this for? What are we upholding? Um, yeah, hmm. I also come from a military family and I look at people that are going in really young now and I wonder if we're taking advantage of their youthful patriotism and uh, that they kind of have internally misrepresented what the United States um actually represents what we've hmm. allowed it to represent. And so I worry about that too. Like, are we exploiting young people? Hmm. Um, and thanks for serving, man. Yes. Thank you for your service. Uh, Ken Nichols, how many normal people can take two years off from earning from, of earning from their family? No pay means uh, only the rich can afford to be in Congress. I suppose that's true. Yeah. But that's the point. My, you can call it rich. I'm going to call it established. Yeah. If you have not been able to build sufficient wealth for yourself, I'm going to question your capacity to tell other people how and what to do with, theirs. with their money. Right? I, I, I get it. It's going to change the representation, but I think it's going to change the representation for the positive. I think once you've built something on your own, you're less inclined to take from what other people have built. And we're building a, We're building a society and a culture of takers, not builders. Exactly. And I think that's a real problem because there's not going to be enough left to take exactly. in the very near future. Uh, bridge burner bear. You guys are the best. Keep up the great work and thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. Piers Lord Phillips. Uh, is this, is this peak clown world just read that ice has opened a facility for transgender illegal aliens. That cannot possibly be true. <laughs> I got to see. Yeah. I've, Grooming. Li, I can't doubt anything supplied courtesy of the long suffering American taxpayer. That cannot be true, but maybe I, 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 I'm, I should never be surprised these days anymore. It's totally possible. I just need to see the source material. 
Send it to me if you have it. Uh, Shugoy has Matt and I once made love at Bonefish Harry's. Let's just say I showed him my bonefish <laughs> and, he, and he displayed his pride flag pack. Um, uh, thank you for that. Evan Thompson, best hoax hate was the janitor that robbed a church. That one crack. was a classic. Yeah, that was good. Vandalized to cover it up and left to buy more crack. Yeah, right. that was a, that one's up there too. Uh, Stan with the good beard says, I actually went to see Men in Black. It was pretty irrelevant, wow. but they actually took a shot at Smollett during the movie, implying he was an alien in disguise and that it was obvious. Interesting. That was my favorite meme I saw over the weekend was Jussie Smollett's face, and it just says, Iran attacked me too. Oh my gosh, people are saying it's true. What's true? The tranny ice. Okay, I'll have to look into this. I, it was on Tucker Win. I'm not going to flatly deny anything without looking into it. Grumbledore, I like that. Congrats on getting engaged. My wife and I just celebrated well, our one year anniversary. I made her a carrying case for the freedom stick. I had to explain to a friend that it throws freedom lead. Well, uh, congratulations, guys. I'm not sure if I had to explain to a friend that it throws, oh, it throws freedom lead, as in it's a, it's a gun. Sorry. Oh. It took me a second. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. We're the oldest boomers alive. Um, yeah. Darlene Kate's got to support our sanity safe space more than ever these days. Your female boomer and her better half. I'm really sorry. I preempted in. that with a boomer joke. It was unrelated. Darlene. <laughs> that was unfortunate timing. My beef with boomers is really just like childhood stuff that I haven't taken care of mm. yet. You guys. Um, battle- Bond has a beef with just about every identifiable group under the sun. It's so, so true. <laughs> don't, don't take issue. I almost said yeah. I'm fine with white blonde females, but no. No, she hates no, them I'm- too. <laughs> uh, white males are okay. <laughs> Babel triumphant. Why do all these people want full on war? If they're shooting ships, we can't just escort ships, return fire if necessary, send a message, but no war. Um, oh, I shouldn't have read that. Sorry. Although I... I can get on board with maybe a purely defensive esque. Maybe, maybe that's a compromise. I could be some, I'll grant the premise. Someone attacked that ship or those ships. Fine. If you want to have like a defensive escort force. All right. Uh, fair enough. I get it. Um, reality lobster is the wedding industry, just a scam to push unrealistic expectations from the women and financial servitude to the man. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe the average wedding costs thirty thousand dollars. Uh, the average wedding. I mean, I've been to weddings that have cost like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow. My wedding cost four grand. Blam. Nice, nicely done. Elope. Yeah, the entire trip, week long trip for. Hmm. Uh, Saint says uh, that is what I mean toward or towns like Bowling Green, Vandalia, Canton, Deming, all of those are Missouri towns and we're all named uh, oh. in another state. First. Yes, we do have a pretty large Springfield as well. Mm. Um, it seems like every state, every does. state does. Massachusetts, Oregon, is, yeah, there's the Illinois. Joke. Yeah. Uh, King Lenny started watching the cartoon Liberty's Kids. I now understand hmm. things that went over my head when I was younger. I highly suggest watching the show, especially if you have kids. Thank you. Well, thanks. Uh, Josiah Magnuson, uh, the hatch act can get ridiculous. I used to be an active duty to be active duty and know it's too restrictive at times, but I don't pay ambassadors and other fed federal employees to propagandize to on the job. Thank you for that. Fair Josiah. Yeah. And um, thanks for serving them. Somebody that spent 1499 got their message deleted and their money sent to Planned Parenthood or whatever. bummer. Sorry, man. Um, Seagram's Jen, did you all see the computing forever coming to Christ video? Pretty good. I don't hundred percent agree but think his hmm. take uh, with his take, but I think you'd like it. I did watch it. I love Dave. He, I love his channel. It's one of the first that I brought to YouTube. He's been so consistent over the years. And I'm really happy to see people um, moving back to Christianity like I am. Hmm. 
We'll I've, I've not seen the video. I'll Jesus give you the, is coming for you, Matt. Well, like I keep saying, I'm, I'm, if, if nothing else, I'm warm to the utility. It's, it's kind of the philosophy of it that I, I can't really wrap my mind around. But Just listen, watch e. Michael I'm, Jones. He has all the. Answers. I'm always, I'm always. I try to be receptive to good arguments. You know, so I, I try. I'll, I'll always approach it with an open mind. I don't have disdain. Or, or try to dismiss people of faith, you know? I find that to be a really annoying aspect of the atheist and agnostic yeah. communities. Yep, agreed. Uh, um, and by the I mean, it's the same way I, I'm annoyed by people who think that their faith is, their religious faith is 100% uh, verifiably true and look down on you for not believing. I basically just get annoyed with people who are dismissive or, or, or condescending regardless of what their perspective is. Yeah, but that hasn't been my experience with Christians. Like, yeah. Uh, like the, the perception that Christians are always trying to, to convert you and stuff like that. I've just been met with like a lot of forgiveness sure. and kind of this welcome home attitude. It's been yeah. very nice. No, I, 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 yeah, I think that at some level that stereotype is unfair. Yeah. Like, I've been but, out of the um, church for like 20 years and in the interim I've sinned a lot and I'm really sorry. And they're like, welcome. Just welcome, yeah. welcome back. Um, Miles Wheeler talking to a close friend of the Marines and seeing his fear of being deployed to Iran. Uh, hit pretty hard a few nights ago. War should be a last resort, not an immediate reaction. Yes. I still think we're a, a, a ways off from serious military conflict here. But yeah, I mean, I'm not the one whose ass is on the line either. So I, I you know, all the best for your friend. And again, thanks, thanks to him for putting on the uniform. And I hope that we as a society take that responsibility very seriously. That, that's, that that's my number one priority here. And I hope it's the same priority for the leadership. Zirconium too. People do grow sick of wackiness. Even my parents who recently complain about things like GI Jews and anti-German <laughs> stuff constantly rearing on their or, or re-airing on their boomer TV pops even jokes never forget. Hmm. <laughs> oh, Ryan, Matt and I once made love. There I was balls deep in his a-hole. I was feeling generous. So I went to give him a reach round, but he had a boner. So I was like, ooh, what a fag. <laughs> Is that our last one? Do we have to end the show on that? That was a Pride Month one. Well, real quick over on Streamlabs. We'll... I hope E. Michael Jones <laughs> that was for That was beautiful it. and brave for Pride Month. Um, let's see. Eradicus says, I have to push back on Blonde's nihilism. There's no other country that is more reformable than the U.S. Britain, Germany, and almost Europe, uh, and most of Europe, sorry, jail, quote, hateful people. The U.S. is the only country that still has free speech, even if society is, is trying to break that. Yeah, I think... <laughs> Yeah, but they also have more cohesive cultural structures, even though they yeah. they have more staunch um, uh, hate speech laws. I mean, and and that they're they have centuries old uh, uh, nations too. That's got to provide some kind of commonality for the people that we don't really have. Like I have this ebbing sense of what it is to be American of Americanism. Hmm. Miles Kinslow says, "Hey guys, saw a debate between Hassan Piker, Jenks' nephew, aka Brown Fabio." And Larry Elder, Hassan sounded like a moron. Do you guys think? Uh, do you guys think people only listen to him because of his looks? He's such a bimbo. I swear. I'm not familiar. Is he enough handsome? With him. I don't even know what he looks like. I guess kinda. He's his like last name's Hassan. The young, the young. No, his last name's Piker. First name Hassan. He's the younger guy in the Young Turks. The younger Turk. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know enough. I, I, I would. I'd be lying to you if I said I'm familiar with his arguments and his reasoning and his perspective. No. This guy looks like a butt pirate. <laughs> he does. Redicus. He's wearing a, like a tight blazer and necklace. Ugh. Again, beautiful and brave. Pride Month. Redicus again says, Blonde, <laughs> you don't want the rainbow back. It's just too dirty. Covered up 
are covered in shit and stuck with needles. And America, fuck yeah, that's true. Maybe we don't. You don't. You don't want that back. Careful. I do. I want it back. It's a beautiful symbol of of nature, and it's Mm. got religious themes. I want it back. Owen Benjamin's done a whole bit on it. Raggle Fraggle said, "Here's some of your money back, dude. I I did uh, use the rest to get a gem tech tracker, basically for free. Thanks for that. Keep doing what you're doing and make another push." on that meetup sheet. Yeah. People can check that out. If you want to get in on the meetups to clue people in on the inside reference he's making. Raggle Fraggle was DMing me on Twitter saying, who do you think is next in this, the YouTube censorship? And I said, I don't know, probably like Jared Taylor or, or um, Tommy Robinson. They'll get, they'll get disappeared. And he's like, no way, dude, Tim pool. And I said, no freaking chance. Not only will Tim pool not get deleted in the next year, he won't have a single punitive action. Well, that'd be the dumbest thing they could do in the next year. And I bet him his next tax stamp, which which is 200 bucks to get, you know, Uncle Sam's approval for having a no, no gun or no, no gun accessory. The next day, Tim got this privacy deletion on his channel. And I was like, well, that's maybe not exactly what I was saying, but I'm a man of my word and the spirit of it was true. So I I sent him the money so he could get his tax. Oh, nice. Yeah. So but he sent a little back our way. So thanks, dude. Radicus says, I don't think we can compete with the millions of lobbying, lobbying dollars. Uh, Solyndra, cough, cough. The top three Democrats have multi-million dollar net worths. So shy of increasing salaries to millions, I don't think that would work. That's a fair point, too. Like, if you think that this is such a massive infrastructure with so much money at stake, what's the four grand or whatever they were going to increase the salaries? Yeah. Who cares? It's a drop in the bucket of corruption, if you believe the stories. Uh, ICUP says, ha ha, PP, doo doo. Thanks. Is that what uh, we're ending the show on? I think so. I'll double check and say thanks to our uh, D Live people. That is, in fact, the last Streamlabs. And um, if my computer will pop up, the, thanks to uh, top supporters on D Live, Senti, Whiskey, and John. Appreciate you guys supporting the show. Let's get the hell out of here before my voice does, in fact, go away. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. And thanks for trying to keep the chat under control. I'm sorry that it was partially sabotaged. Hopefully, we'll have that under control next time. There won't be any more links. So we'll have to think of a new way to troll and to take us down. Uh, But we appreciate you guys hanging out live. If you are listening later on on demand or on uh, one of the audio platforms, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, if you'd like to listen to more material that's not on YouTube, check out those audio platforms. Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked in the description for you. And you can always email us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Anything else, check out the website. It's all there for you. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. In the meantime, we'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. Bye, guys. Have a good week.